Jerry Seinfeld as Hamlet. <laughs> to be or not to be. I don't know if I'm supposed to be or not. Who are these people who be? And welcome back to WTF in Vonadeal with Spicy and the Fox Danger. And yes, Fox, you don't care, apparently, but I care because <laughs> he was a legend. Gilbert Gottfried had died like a day or so after we were going to record last week's episode, but we did not record because we have a life and things did not happen enough to make an episode. So we said next week, I'll see you later. Yeah, my uh, my exam schedule kind of gave me the finger on that one. Um, I, I look to say that I don't care about Gilbert Godfrey is cold, even by my standards. I, he just wasn't anything but Iago to me, I guess. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> the entire Jerry Seinfeld thing from before was me channeling, listening to Gilbert Godfrey and the Howard Stern show many moons ago. You're not making a good argument for this, dude. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, I'm, I'm holding. <laughs> that was a pretty. <laughs> that was. <laughs> I don't have an argument. I don't have an argument for that. That was. I we liked it. Okay, this. I liked it. <laughs> it was stupid, and I'm stupid. Therefore, it was birds of a feather. That's right, man. You unfurl <sighs> your sails, and you just take charge of the helm, man. <laughs> so this means that, in honor of uh, the dead Affleck duck. He was the Affleck Duck too, Fox. Was he the Affleck Duck? I didn't know. That. He was until he was fired from being the Affleck Duck for making insensitive jokes about the Japanese tsunami that shut down this game Ooh. for a while. Yeah, he made some really. That. It was Twitter. It was when Twitter was in its infancy, and he made a lot of Twitter tweets, some comments, some tweets about uh, the the tsunami jokes, if you will, about what does every Japanese person have in their house? Floodlights, just. You know, there's Chappelle, fucking Gilbert Godfrey, Chris Rock, apparently. Like, all these things are, are situations where people have made these jokes like, to make people laugh. They're supposed to give you the jollies, right? But they just, like, end up coming off as this thing that just makes everybody mad instead. I don't so. think, like, like with the Chappelle <laughs> thing, I think that was a bigger deal because of uh, people are more I don't know enough sensitive about to things that happen, especially during the time of corona when everyone's tuned into the internet because they don't have as many things to be tuned into i guess at exactly that time frame still but this happened well before that and and people didn't care about twitter and and people didn't really talk about gilbert anyway because he's like like that's not his real voice when everyone hears him that's not his real voice and he just made that his voice forever it's hilarious to me so yeah i didn't know that in fact when you you shared that video where he does the jerry seinfeld thing i it, it was actually unsettling to see him not, that and that's actual... not even neither of those are his real voices yeah, that's that's some bizarre shit, man. <laughs> a little boy. Uh, uh, so yeah, there also there was some. It wasn't just the floodlights. That's a cheesy dad kind of joke. It was like uh, I started dating a, dating a Japanese chick, and she, I made her sleep in the wet spot in the bed. What the fuck? Because <laughs> of the flood. What in the fuck? Uh, a Japanese uh, couple asked if there was a good school, a good school system in this area. They said, "Just wait, another one will float down." <laughs> so, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm, well, these yeah. are all from memory, from like over ten years ago. I'm just thinking these things. They were they were pretty good. 
I mean, does read the room really apply? When oh, oh, he he anybody? does not care. He is a guy he who clearly does not. <laughs> he is a guy who would go on fuck? to do various things where they would tell him not to say things. Like he he did like a, a he would get hired for random gigs. There's things that are well below anyone's profile, even my own profile. If I was to go entertain people, he got hired for like uh, a Christian company's retreat or something. And they said, don't make any God jokes or something like that. And immediately gets they, up there and just starts making offensive Christian jokes until they boo him off the stage. So does no one do any check of anyone's back? You know, oh, uh, no, they ask him. He doesn't care. It's it's like <laughs> it's like Gilbert on the, uh, the Celebrity Apprentice, which I did not watch. But I, of course, watched the highlights when he died because I'm like, let's look at his career here for a second. Like. How how many times do you have to trust like a pack of feral wolves with your child before you realize it's not a good idea, right? Uh, they put him <laughs> on like celebrity wife swap, and the first thing he says when they're the oh. first wife come out is, "So when do we do the sex?" It's just it was just supposed to be stupid, and everything oh. he did was was ridiculous. <laughs> and she's like, "Well, we're not going to do it." He goes, "Well, I'm interested in it, even if you're not." Yeah, I can definitely see why you appreciate it. Sure. Well, uh, hold on, hold on. I, it means I'm, I'm going to have to do one of his, his, he had like, everything he did was a, like a stupid, ridiculous, like he didn't make his own material apparently. It was, I heard this joke when I was a kid, so it's part of my Dirty Jokes DVD. Which everywhere he went, he's like, buy my Dirty Jokes DVD. Every fucking interview he did. I've never listened to his Dirty Jokes DVD. I just know a few of them, so. Uh, some carrot likes, some carrot does not like. Let's see. I have to do the impersonation here just to make this the most cringe fucking thing ever before we get into any talk of Final Fantasy XI, of course. Yeah, because we have to make sure this gets out of the way first hey, so it can't hey, possibly interrupt the rest of hey, it. <laughs> hey, th this is important, Fox. This is the it's content that people wet their whistle on and salivate for. These are the anniversary expectations that people sit in their meaty thigh chairs with their moist, sweaty armpits and just snort over. True. and the utmost anticipation of Essie delivering all of their wet dreams in one moment. So this is what, you know, Jimmy Wet Dreams really thinks about all day when he goes, oh, wow, I've been alive for 20 years, and so is this game. So this is all I really think about is what this game's going to deliver to my expectations. Nonetheless, <clears throat> it's going to be talking terrible. A little boy asks his mother where babies come from. She says, from the stork. He says, oh yeah? Well, who fucks the stork then? Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> I, can, I can see why you like this guy. Uh, well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> A man gets the words I love you tattooed to his dick. He comes home to his wife and she says, quit trying to put words in my mouth. Nice. That's nice. That's a classy one right there. A boy sees his mom naked and he says, what's that? And he says, your father and I were fighting and he hit me with an axe. And he says, oh, yeah, I hit you right in the cunt. Wow. It's just, it's stupid. Uh, you know, in a microcosm, when I tell them, they're not funny. But in the voice, in the voice, Fox. I guess it all boils down to, you know, picturing the bird from Aladdin telling these jokes, right? Yes. If you've ever seen him on Saturday Night Live many, many eons ago, it's it's just disconcerting to hear him not talk in that voice. It's like, oh my, that's, oh my. I I grew up most of my oh, life bet. not knowing it was a fake voice. I bet. Oh, I remember, like, we were talking about this, and one of the reasons why I'm not as big a fan of him is he falls into the Fran Drescher gravity. Yeah, for, well, for people. yes. He's yes, just a really no, like, annoying voice, so I'm that, just like. That's oh. her voice. 
This is a I, voice I he chose. This this fucking painful thing is a thing he chose. Yeah, I, I mean, it's just not on the top end of what I want to listen to. So. Correct. Well, part of the reason I liked him in the end of all of it was that Jerry Seinfeld is one of the fucking biggest douchebags out there, and I really despise that guy. And when he was asked questions about Gilbert, he wouldn't mention him by name on his comedians in cars drinking and coffee. He just said, and then it censored out the guy's name, of course, because he didn't want the name said. And he said that that guy is fucking horrible. He has to do the voice because he's not funny. He has no act and no one likes him. And it was just mm-hmm. like Jerry was being just brutally angry about the fact that this person exists because Jerry's a an asshole. And so that's part of the reason he is is because of of all the decades of just making those Seinfeld impersonations, he hates them. But nonetheless, it's just uh, that was our original cold open back then was me taking the inspiration from all the years of uh, Gilbert on the Howard Stern show, which if you listen to them here and there, they're funny. Not that I'm saying go spend your life doing that. But then again, you play this game. What other fucking value do you have? So <laughs> I can definitely I can definitely see why you like it. <laughs> that's a big rip to the fucking Aflac duck. And uh, a little boy asks his mom. A man goes to the doctor. He says, I have bad news. You have Alzheimer's and you have cancer. And he says, thank goodness I don't have cancer. <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, anyway, so this episode, we are going to talk about the anniversary and things that we've had encountered for the past couple of weeks, whether it was fucking having Farsha in a CP party. Fuck yeah, Farsha. Or talking about our diversions today or the... Fucking pug situation with Odyssey and Dragoons <laughs> who don't know how they got the weapon they have, and then the part shows it, or just anything in general between the pug that. situation with Dynamics. <laughs> yeah, worst thread of the week involves the anniversary expectations in Auction House, and there were a lot of worst threads of the week, and, and we'll get into that. But Fox, how are you doing? Just save me from this. Well, first off, I, I'm really kind of interested in you uh, telling me about this Farsha situation because oh, oh. I had Farsha almost completely made, and I stopped it to start making Haberglamir. Oh so, no! Like, finish Farsha. Finish Farsha. Oh really? Okay. So uh, <laughs> the other night before we went to go do so, our static is a static not like yours, where if someone's missing, I replace them, whether it's a pug or not. Whether I mean, yeah. especially for Shulsi because it's Shulsi. I mean, as I saw this week. Excuse me, one person could really screw that up, but not ruin it because we still got like 10K despite having to really fucking fight through it. You're fine as long as you get 10K, right? Yeah, but when you usually get 11 or even we got like 12.5 plus K to the night and it's like when you suddenly go down to 10K, it's like going from 10 to 8K. It's like you notice when it's noticeably bad compared to it. When when your Dragoon's not wearing any piece of DT with Trishula R0 because how'd you even get that weapon if you don't even have a DT set? And they say, I don't remember. I just came back after five years. And it's like, I don't think you really just did yeah. if you have Trishula R0 and came back with their so that Odyssey, one that Odyssey run, I was there for. And oh, were you? Yeah, it was so I, bad I, I, I remember think of anything be, else. I remember the run felt markedly slow, but I didn't have like the parser up or anything. I, I think I was on Bard, if I remember the right. The Dragoon did 11% and the Bard oh. did 23%. No, I was on Paladin. That's what it was. You were so, on like, Paladin and you something. did a one and change percent. So you did 10% of a Dragoon. You should never on Paladin who's not engaging, not fighting, <laughs> it's true. and is only throwing out Savage Blade from shield blocks through 30 yeah, minutes of a run. Seven, seven, seven you blades, should yeah. never be doing... 10 and change percent of a dragoon's damage it's true Ever. Um, that is a that is a correct statement <laughs> ever 
And that's not even with a nagling. That's with a birdcage. And, and I just got a uh, – before we just started this fucking podcast, I got chastised on r slash Final Fantasy one one the mm-hmm. new and improved but not dramatically different because how can you remove people from the equation of the problem subreddit where someone's complaining about how this is like the elitism of the H&M link shells that I would kick a dragoon for their gear from the run oh. it's like this is this you know like like i'm some asshole for <laughs> for fucking not wanting a dragoon who's gimp because they're like what not even rima weapons are enough now and it's like no it's not about the weapon There's nothing to do about the weapon yeah it's, i realize that's what you spent most of your gill on but that's actually the last thing that we're considering <laughs> like if you don't have a dt set and you got yeah. killed in two shots on floor four because you're wearing flama plus one and i didn't check you because i'm an idiot before we went in and you're dying, and you're I not doing like, even half the bard's damage. The bard, hold on, the bard, then that's a problem. Yeah. Your weapon doesn't mean shit. I feel like wearing your DT set just became like a new segment because we've clearly had this segment like every week forever. Well, <laughs> so. speaking speaking <laughs> of wearing your DT sets, Fox, this yeah. week, this week I also do this dynamis. <laughs> Oh, oh, are the we jumping di- to this dynamics? Oh, 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 no, no, I wasn't even thinking of the dynamics. I was thinking of Miria. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This week, oh. I I joined the ranks of the scorned and hated Rosma, who's been in our link shell. I talked about last time uh, we were here, I believe, about how I invited him because people freaked out over the the worst third of the week was about Miria, I believe. And apparently, two weeks later, it, it, it's a thing again. So I went out and spike flood Miria with Rosma, oh. and people people fucking lost their minds i got comments i got tells i got pms there was a thread with 200 comments and usually threads don't even go over 50 comments let alone 200 comments look i don't dislike the rosma guy but i'm also not a fan of him the way that you are i'm not a fan of him i'm a fan of the results well that's what i mean there's an official square enix forum thread about this now so dumb like basically giving people who were just being clown shoes just to be clown shoes attention for the sake of them being clown shoes is not something that's all, like high on my list. I but believe on the other hand, people should be wearing fucking DT. Correct. I believe nor Chris said <laughs> that I'm getting an unhealthy level of enjoyment from this. He did say that. And yeah, I he is entirely that. correct, but yeah. <laughs> there's various <laughs> reasons I'm getting this enjoyment from it. One, it's fucking gold. <clears throat> two, <laughs> two, besides it being gold, two, it has a real impact. So I can bitch about players all I want, how they sit there and buy their fucking weapons and show up and suck half the less than half the bard's parse. When the bard stops to sing and do JAs and they're not fully engaged, come on. And how people buy their CP and their EP and don't care and don't read the fucking guides and don't understand the guides because we had someone tonight who was big on the guide but not apparently big on on reason that was a that was a that weird was one. divergence tonight yeah and and thought we were gonna get to see i've never felt so bad about my guide fox until tonight i'm like wow did i do a horrible job or what i just think about that i'm like wow this is what someone took away from it and and i had to pay the price so <laughs> i'm sure Guy i'm not the only one your biggest fan also yeah yeah i i can only do so well especially when i'm screwing around but anyway yeah so, as as far as what I'm so, doing, how how I'm doing, but uh, oh oh oh, so I didn't even get to how you're doing. Yes, I was in the middle. <laughs> well, of I mean, we did, and then I brought up the Farsha thing. I, I was explaining why I was bad, so excited about talking about, about talking whole, about Spike Flail. <laughs> yes, about the whole thing. So it's hilarious too because 
some of these people that just do DI every day, they're just they just show up in Legion, don't do anything. So fuck those people already. And it's just they just <laughs> they just do it constantly. So having to do more of them is just like, oh no, their their day has been ruined now. But what it does is it's mobilized. Like this guy's made a link shell for it. I mean, it, it looks like Weird. It's, it's the guy from 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 Wayne's World, but and he's got yeah, you know I've AFK'd in DI. Dolls. I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong with AFKing in DI. Well, uh, yeah, but you also can't complain, and these people are complaining. That's true. Now yeah, it's been I'm, now it's been taken from them. I wouldn't complain. But also, like every time I'm at Mirio, I contribute and don't die. So I, last time I went to Mirio and was flailing with Rosma, uh, people died. Like everyone was dead. I showed a screenshot of it, and then people showed up, and people wore DT sets, and they killed Mirio. And it, Weird. Kept, it was spike falling occasionally. But there were enough people there that we couldn't have enough hate to spike foil constantly. So people were in DT sets and they didn't die. And people foiling it didn't die. And they killed Mirio. So this forced an entire group of people to either die or wear DT sets. And it's mobilized a group of people to go and complain on the official forums, on Reddit, uh, in the game, in yells today. When I was yelling for diversions, people were yelling about it. Even blacklisted people I have are just yelling about it at me. And I can't even see what you're fucking saying. You know, it's it's weird how... You have a bunch of people who are not geared for the content that they're fighting. Miru is level 150, guys. They have a bunch of people not geared and for this special content, gear for and they die. And I have that gear, and, and I bring it. And, and here's the thing. They're taking up slots that could be fighting Miru because of the, uh, the model limit. Yeah, and they're lagging people out. Game and they're just, they, they shouldn't even be there uh, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so them dying on that, I don't even feel bad for in the slightest. Exactly. When they die, you can target the mob. Yeah, absolutely. They should. They should absolutely. And, explain. and I'm not kidding yeah. so much. Like I'm being sarcastic when I go to the official forums because you can't say anything but nice things and say, "Well, I think this is really the optimal uh, strategy." And you guys just can't see it. Like I'm you being. Know, I read your post. I'm, I'm <laughs> being. I'm being a sarcastic <laughs> asset right there because yeah. if I say anything that I want to say, they'll just ban me from the official forum slash game. So you guys don't get that. I won't give that to you. However, I won't. won't. Like, there's some people that would just absolutely just come in their pants if that happened. And it's a minority of sad people. But, you know, the one or two people that would lose their minds over it, they just, I won't give it to them. But this mobilized a whole group of people in a way that things don't. They won't pay attention to doing events, ambuscade things, DT gear, anything sets at all. They won't pay attention to put this much effort into it. But when this stupid shit happens, the entire server... A link shell, multiple threads, auction house, everywhere else, they go nuts and like they mobilize themselves and they organize themselves and they actually become better people for having gone through this because they're mad and they want to do something about it. How do you do something about it? You get stronger <laughs> and fucking handle it. And the game creates its own community event out of this. And it's like oh, for everyone yes. mad about this, it's a really beautiful outcome that apparently the mad people can't see. And that I absolutely love this <laughs> outcome. Not because it's just trolling or fucking MPKing people or, or like, like that's great in its own right and that's fun in its own right but the way that this has made people more active than anything else in the game it's great it's content it's it's the stupidest thing that Azura needs correct yeah it's it's the villain that's needed <laughs> it really is it's culling the population in the best way now I can clearly express my disdain for needing to attend multiple dragons in order to get my hundred. Oh, well, they still beat the dragon because, you know, they buckled uh, down. Cool. But yeah, like when when, I, when a player like me decides to go out and it's like, yeah, you know, I'm trying to get the MP plus 60 magic accuracy plus five earring because I just never picked it up. And I realized that the other day. And then I go out to a dragon and I get like 20 points. I'm like, hmm, 
That's cool. I'm glad I'm on Azura. <laughs> well, if you're on a different server, they wouldn't have it killed anyway. Yeah, that's probably true too. But yeah, it's like that part of it's kind of disappointing for me. They because... beat it easily last time because there are enough people and they just handle it. But I'm not going to like go bitch about it on forums or like ad nauseum or anything like that because all I'll do is just additional dragons and I guess I'll watch a little more YouTube. Oh, just the hate. I mean, the <laughs> posts like I'm a scumbag, someone posting that I'm morbidly obese with a thyroid issue. Yeah, uh, just, but that's the, super funny. Like the fact that I've been around for all this time and like, oh, suddenly now just the person, the OP of the thread just mentioned that I was there. It wasn't even in the OP. Like it was in the comments somewhere. They're like, oh, Spicy was also there. And then people who saw that one thing buried in the comments went nuts. It's like, it's like yeah. I wasn't even mentioned in the whole thing or if the anything, screenshot. You're stealing Rasmus Thunder. Apparently he had a, <laughs> a image go up on auctionhouse.com of him and his roughnecks. And, I, and I, that everyone got worked up about that because it's just, oh. it's just funny. It's guys holding the uh, the sign when you hold when you get your your mug shot taken. Wow! And if people really like like the comment I got is like you're making it harder on newer players. It's like okay, so if the main invasion is the whole entirety, like the the argument was made that until they get to end game, all they can do is domain invasion. And no, domain well, invasion is there true. as a fast track to get you certain items to get you into content to upgrade yourself. It's not there to give you every object. Like, think about how long it takes, Fox, to trade in every abjuration. It's like 700 points. You get 100 per. So that's a week for every. So to get an abjuration, yeah. that's, that's over a month for a whole set of people getting stuff that they also have to you know, buy. It's just not real. As an, as an alternative, as you prepare for endgame, you know what you could do? Endgame. You could not buy master levels or, <laughs> or your, your job points. And actually go do that shit and learn how to play your job. Once you get a weapon from Domain <laughs> Invasion, which is what Domain Invasion is for, besides the special unique armor that comes from it, like, uh, was it Odor Earring and the Regain yeah, yeah. Sash for Monk or the Sash for the Mages or... I never bought the Domain Invasion the pet armor. ammo. You, you don't actually need it, but I guess I don't actually need it. But, the like, let's say you're not... for weapon skill damage. Let, let's say you don't have, like, all of the gear, right, or whatever. Like, that... Armor does exist. What you're talking about does exist for the players it's that don't the, have it. The Hervmore, it's the the Hevmore yeah. armor. That, yeah, it's ridiculous stats on it. It's, it's like you cap DT in one piece, you cap weapon. Well, it's not cap weapon skill yeah. damage, but it's like 50% weapon skill damage in one piece. And it exists for players that don't have all that other stuff. And Correct, and that's from points it. as well. And you will not die in that gear, and you will kill the mob in that gear. And it has weapons just for that mob that give you ridiculous stats better than ultimate weapons, which ultimate weapons aren't enough anymore. Yeah, it, it gives if you anything, better than that. You, Hybridize it too. Like you can wear the piece that you care about and wear everything else. In I only have slots. like three of the pieces because of the best pieces. Sure. One's like store TP 50 on a piece. It's like you get like ridiculous yeah. uh, gains on these pieces, and that's what you're supposed to wear to mirror you. They made gear explicitly for a single piece of content that captures DT and makes you ridiculously stronger than any other piece of gear in the game, including weapons that are just for that. And everyone's like, oh, we can't do it. These people are killing us. It's like, that's because. It's like when you flail the normal domain invasion dragons, which you should do because only the yeah, weakest players will get killed by them and you won't get terrorized, you won't get full dispelled, and you will kill the dragons more efficiently. That's why oh, Spike yeah. Flail is there. It is a more efficient tactic. Once upon a time for this whole like Miru thing, before it even existed, um, people got people mad used in the to, original ones. People got mad when you when yeah. you would Spike Flail them, yeah. And I remember I would sit back there on Monk and just Spike Flail the shit out of them. And you'd watch the, the terrible players and like, 
uh, sparks yeah. gear would ever die. And it's just, yeah. On, and on like fights like Quetzalcoatl, you know, um, I'd be back there. And then every once in a while, someone would get countered to death on, on, on my monk because they weren't were standing where they were supposed oh, to. Oh, they got countered because they got charmed. Yeah. They would get charmed and then they'd just start fighting me. And, and to this day, everyone stands in the feet of Quetzalcoatl and I just stand there. Yeah. If I go to it, I usually do not do. And I got accused of trying to manipulate the market to increase the value of worm ash through scarcity. And I said, I've never sold a worm ash in my life. I don't give a shit about your worm ash. And it's like, that's what people think about. It's like, oh, you're just trying to to manipulate things so you can make gill off of it. And it's just like, no. Conspiracy runs deep. Oh, there's been a (laughs) lot of conspiracies, man. (laughs) What the fuck? But I just think it's great that, and you know, with the expectations of the anniversary not being lived up to apparently by everyone, that people can still find content in the game itself as they always were supposed to and enjoy themselves by being mad as they always have to be because at least if they're mad they're they're involved and they're uh, passionate about something so it, i think it's ultimately a net positive for the community well let me get my how i'm doing out of the way real yes quick. how are you fox because i actually want to apologize to our discord about what? um well for the longest time i've been meaning to actually do something about this clothing pre-order tab Oh, oh I, I, it's been so long. I just hit it because when your when your hard drive went out and you lost the art, I'm like, I teased you about making new art and it just didn't happen. You went off to school eventually several yeah. months after that. I just figured like, oh, okay, maybe one day. And I just hit the I hit the tab like a month and a half ago. Well, you know, I've been I've been recently like more or less commissioned to do an art piece for somebody, and then it's it's caused me to like reload it all up. I found myself really enjoying it. Um, in fact, I was drawing something not too long or just last night and all of a sudden it was like two thirty in the morning. I didn't even realize because I was just having a blast doing it. So I know that, you know, I said I'd work on this a long time ago, but I didn't. And I think I may actually get around to doing it now because yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to rekindle that because I really enjoy doing art. Um, I just kind of got burned out of it at a certain point. And then there was also another situation where like the, the team that I like to work with on a project. Um, they stopped being available. So it I really lost a lot of the motivation to do that then. I'm sure people understand what that's like. And uh I, I just wanted to to apologize for it though, because you know, you when I say apologize I apologize for it, I mean well, things happen. It's because but... it's because when I say I want to do something, it means that I should probably follow through on it or just fucking say that I'm not gonna do it, you know? I just don't like leaving things in limbo. Yeah. And I get that it's probably not that important to people, but it's more of like you Integrity. know integrity for my word you know so i i think i may start working on that sort of thing again and uh i i, I think i'm gonna try to clear up some time for that well i just got past exams and stuff and don't, I should have some don't, time. don't spend too much i mean so i'm really glad that you're you're having a blast with it and i think the greatest things are the things that we enjoy the most and find ourselves losing track of time in because that means you're really you know you have but one life to live do you really want to struggle to scrape by your whole life and have no enjoyment? Or do you want to find the things that interest you the most that are particular to yourself and get lost in those passions? And just that's that's what it is to live. So do you want to live yeah. or do you want to, you know, not live? And I'm, I'm glad when I hear you say that you didn't even realize it was two, three in the morning. That is the pinnacle of living, in my opinion. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was a really good feeling to, to get back and uh, and get involved in it again and, you know, just do the the technical aspect of it because art can be very technical at times too if it is for the Uh, shirts it has to be vector art (laughs) of course well i can do vector it's not a big deal but uh yeah let's see if we can get uh any daddy's love dark knight 
And, and I, I really think that if it is a shirt, it has to be domestic U.S. only because I do not see an economical way. <laughs> I mean, anyone could, since this is being – I did not know this was going to be brought up at all. We did not talk about this. I mean, no, not we that, didn't. Not that it has to be. I, I like surprises myself sometimes. This is one of them I do like. <laughs> and I mean, I, I, do, I am not aware of a economical way that is not spending, you know, $30, $40, $50 to ship overseas shipping before the item that costs less than that itself. I'm not aware of a good way to do that. So. I mean, whether Basing or anyone else who's overseas, whether Simon Says happens to want a Daddy's Dark Knight Love shirt. Yeah, right. <laughs> if he, you know, whether it's any of those people or, or Eric's or anyone else, because hi, Eric's, if you listen to us still, uh, you know, we still love you and miss you. So anyone who happens to be overseas, because there are our number three audience after Canada, I believe, is the UK. So, <laughs> you know, cheerio, be in your bonnet. Uh, any other pissed phrase that can be used that's english slang that i am not aware of uh you know maybe those people want it but i'm not aware of a good way to do that especially because you guys voted for brexit so fuck you guys pretty surprised too because like plugging in the wacom tablet it was like riding a bike like it, it just it just comes right back to Carrot you know? really likes making art too and i really wish that she would do it more because she used to she was the only person to win the uh, leonardo the clippy uh trophy badge thing on auctionhouse.com from winning the most number of auction um, uh, ms paint contests because cool. when i first met her before i killed her passions she used to make ms paint <laughs> stuff all the time and she has like a little tablet and stuff she's never used for i mean maybe since we got together she hasn't used it which is a very long disturbing time and she used to make stuff all the time and and she would like mail me uh like art and yeah. stuff like she would draw for me for my birthday or something and she would like mail it to me in the mail and i'm like yeah. wow and i get a card and it was like amazing thoughtful thing when she used to love me because she wasn't next to me <laughs> and just she doesn't do art anymore because you know when you become a uh an accountant and a big firm who happens to have a higher position you just kind of don't care about things anymore i guess because you're drained of life so i really wish that like you found your passion again by remembering that art exists and and getting lost in it i really wish that she well, would too I'm going to try to continue to find my passion again. Like I, I wouldn't say that, you know, I'm immediately back in the swing of all those things. Um, but it did remind me of what I didn't have or what I ha haven't had recently. So that, that's, it, it's impactful enough to bring up because I'm sure there are people who, who listen, who have that sort of thing going on, or maybe they just kind of commit to life and they don't feel like going back to the things that they used to enjoy. And like, you, ju you just don't want to regret that sort of thing, you know? So correct. And here's an example. So you asked what anime I was watching beforehand. I teased you. Oh, yeah. Because I moved on to different animes. And this one, I think, is really great. And it, it, it doubles down in the conversation about I wish Carrot would pay more attention to art because she never wanted to be an accountant. She wanted to do art and she didn't want to starve. So she, she ended up Fair. doing something for that's, money. That's a choice I had to make. That she doesn't want to do when it, it's it's the choice of capitalism. You're forced away from yeah. your passions into your, your mere survival instinct and your you're really torn between what you want to be and what you are and, and what you have to be to survive and not die. So yeah, we've true. been watching the ranking of Kings. Oh, okay. Oh, it's um, so good. I did not like at first I thought I was going to hate it because it has a main character who's like a little ball of autism who can't speak and goes ah, constantly yeah. like that. And you would think it's really annoying, but it's, it's like really sparing and limited and, and like, like he's like the the it, it's like a really complex story of someone who is like can't speak can't communicate has zero strength to them but has to like be the strongest person in a kingdom and has to like uh 
it's a very complex story, whether it's dark people, dark uh, elements of people dying and, and being tortured in front of you and you can't, you're powerless to stop it or, or just like yeah. any, any sort of example. And it's like, it, it has like the art style of Nino Cooney, which is like so, a, this Ghibli-esque thing. And it's just really, really good. And I, I turn to her through the whole thing and I go, you know, she goes, I think this is hand drawn. She's like, I think they're doing this on like a, a two set thing. And I go, what's two set? She goes like every other set of of things is an art thing they draw to make it look like they're it's moving step, differently. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know what that is. She said two step. I'm like, I don't know what that is. And, and so I every her, every two frame basically a frame holds for two. Yes. Um, out of sixty. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't know what that was and she knew what it was. And I turned to her and, and after we were like we're like almost done with it at this point. We're like episode twenty or twenty three or so. And I turned to her and I go, has there been CGI in this whole thing? I haven't noticed it at all. And and she goes, well, in the door a couple of times, it was here and there, but overall, no, they're not using it. I'm like, and like, I never knew at all. I just turned to her after this whole thing and go, has it been there? And she goes, yeah, it was here, there, and there. So she notices as an artist that it's there. And yep. I just, it, it's oblivious to me, but. It, it can be distracting sometimes. I, I know what you're talking about. Yes. I've been also watching Golden Kamoy, K-M-U-Y. I've, I've heard of that one too. And but when the bear comes in in pure CGI, it's just absolutely <laughs> distracting. Fuck? It's a CGI bear in a non-CGI yeah. thing. And it's it's so distracting. I'm like, wow, this bear is the worst CGI since fucking, I don't know, Star Wars, the prequel or something. But I think that if you're if you are not the studio, uh, if you are not Ufotable, you should not be using rotoscope and you should not be using as much CGI as you've been using because only they seem is. to do it correctly. I assume they outsource it to a cheaper labor pool. Like, yeah, well, there's, the there's a lot of, do it. There, there's oh, a lot yeah. of studios that, that attempt that sort of thing, but it's something that you have to have really good direction on or it'll look really weird. And once um, I get one, yeah, once I get out. past the whole bear looking ridiculous thing, uh, that also is a very good anime about it's like in Hokkaido, the Northern Island, Japan, uh, with the native, uh, I knew people there and it's like a hunt for gold during the Russo Japanese post period and, and things like that. Mm. So that's it's it's a very good anime otherwise. So if you ignore like the I've CGI heard, bear. I've heard good things about both of them. Um the Ranking of Kings in particular or Ranking of Kings in particular. It's um, perfect. I, I keep hearing really good things about it, but like the art style is not an art style that that, that I go with normally. So I may just have to get over that and watch it because I, I, I have not heard a single negative thing about it. I, yet, I thought I wasn't going to want to watch it the first episode. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to want to watch this. And then like, two yeah, episodes that's, how, and I'm that's like, the exact same way I get hung up. Yeah. yeah and then on two episodes and I'm like, OK, let's see. And then the third episode and I'm hooked. And like, so this is this is like one of the best anime I've seen in a long time. Cool. It's okay. definitely top tier. Over everything I've watched recently, I think this one really for like the way they weave complex and, and we're gonna get back to the game in a second the way that we've got we'll all our weave shit out of the way now yes <laughs> i did not know there was gonna be such a thing lately but it's just like i've been watching these things and i'm like you know they're just nice to share and a lot of people who are in the discord and things like that are also into this so we will get back to the game now but uh you know yeah. so the golden kamoi and the ranking of kings have been the two great things i've been watching lately all right cool yeah, maybe I'll check that out. Nonetheless, Fox, finish off telling me how you are so we can start this episode. Well, that's that's pretty much it. Um I've been uh I've just been making a lot of really good food here, despite the stories I've said about the kitchen. Uh basically I just I, I, I sanitize the kitchen before and after I cook. The mashed potatoes are still there, right? Now. Yeah, they're still there. Oh, those mashed potatoes. They're waiting for you. Uh, um, yeah, I recently oh, had an exam, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but as far as like in-game goes, uh, well, in school's going great. Actually, I really like this school. I, I wasn't sure how, you know, how it would go, but this is actually a pretty good place. 
But um, as far as like game is concerned, I really haven't done a whole lot. Uh, we've hit some we've hit some snags with Odyssey. Um, really? Yeah, like for segment farm, um, a lot of us are getting ML30. So I like to make sure that we can not only benefit from segments, but we can also get master levels in there. And I'm having people play some jobs that they're not the best on, um, you know, and yeah, it's, it's usually <laughs> it's, it's people. It's, it's people that normally perform really well. So like I've talked about how Norcris just absolutely destroys things on things on warrior, right? And like he he's my go to damage. So that's why he also destroys things because he uses better yeah. weapons. Yeah, he usually uses either the club or uh, Chango. He uses uh, Chango. Yeah, uh, he he absolutely trucks things. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just have you know a guy who's like really good at damage dealer on Bard, but he's actually not a very aggressive Bard. Uh, at least not as aggressive as I am when it comes to like pulls and stuff like that. So it feels really weird not to have me driving the DD portion of our party. Um, and I'm on healer right now, which is great. I would actually prefer to be on healer every day of the week. Uh, but because I can't drive the party, it, it, it it's like something kind of feels missing. So like we're 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 having some like stumbling right now for like the last um last two run it's attempts. It's the synergy of changing something up. Your group has to re-synergize and that takes yeah. time. And just you've not reached that synergy where even if you do the same thing over and over again, eventually it becomes better than it was when you started because people just adapt and fit into each other, especially when you're the, the same static group and play together, which is why static groups yeah. are so great. And and you just adapt and and become like one with each other in a corny sense, and it just you just really <laughs> it just ends up working out where you ref like people in our group at least people come up like table will say something like I think the strategy could be refined by doing this or that, and table is especially great for for contributing those those great details and suggestions and stuff. But I don't know mm -hmm. if your group has anyone that that throws ideas Hello. in the pot like that but when <laughs> it's it's usually me <laughs> uh, that's see that's also how i kind of like I, I build my group like some of the me like table as much as i i fucking suck his dick on this podcast is is a great member to me because it's an anomaly Actually. as you've experienced to have someone who contributes and does their role effectively but also goes past that to be like hey i was seeing we could also do this and i think that would benefit us if we do this and I yeah. think, you know, and you, you you sit back and you talk to everyone about it and you're like, yeah, I think that'd be really good. Let's try the next time. And then things end up being better. And you, over time, like when we were doing farming, when we, so when we were, for, when we were first doing farming, Fox, you and I, before I left your group, we were doing the, the cruel joke farming and we were getting like mm -hmm. 6K points a run, five, 6K many moons yeah. ago. We we're talking about like, yeah, that's good points. And then we stopped yeah, doing that good. and we were getting like six to 8K and we're like, yeah, we're happy with those points. Those are good points. And now I'm getting 11 11 and a half regularly per run. And not much has really changed besides like uh, we got some stronger Nayame gear. It really didn't make that many thousands of points appear on the board suddenly. And just over time, just doing it that way and changing things around and moving past just, you know, Cruel Joke's really great. And I think it's perfect for Odyssey and working it in effectively to a strategy which my group is not capable of doing without a lot of painful <laughs> slowdowns in the the intermission there to, yeah, to figure as, it as out quirky as, but, yeah. as quirky as my guys are i can generally rely on them to be autonomous that's yes a yeah and, and mine will act autonomous is what i count on which is why i continue to come on rune fencer to try and do damage <laughs> while tanking because i can count on them to be anonymous uh autonomous but not but not in a way that will like i they will not survive if they continue autonomously as they like to yeah they do the damage autonomously. They just will not live if someone's not there to protect them from aggroing four things at once and dying because they're autonomously running off to do damage. 
And I, I guess I misspoke about what you were talking about too. Like I, I, I am the one who drives the majority of the strategy that we use. Um, but other people in my group do speak up. In fact, almost everyone does. And unless it's a clearly absurd idea, we kind of make fun of the person for, uh, um, which come on. We're throwing it can happen under the bus already. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with just Felgar. <laughs> like it, it could just be some absurd idea. Right. And like, we just kind of like laugh off. It's like, Hey, this is why it's absurd. So uh, ignore me, <laughs> you know, it's that sort of thing. Um, yeah, like you, you got to be able to, to speak with your group about what you think is going to improve things. But sometimes just talking about it is not always going to be the deciding factor. Like uh, there's a lot of Odyssey run where your group is going to lose quite a bit because you aren't co you aren't cohesive. And there's going to be a lot of stops too, due to it off too. sometimes it's great. Sometimes yeah. it's not. And there, there's going to be a lot of stops due to like people trying to make decisions that they aren't used to making. Whereas if you play with people a certain way every single time those decisions become automatic and it doesn't need to have like the stop or breakdown to figure out what you have to do. You don't have to stop to contextualize the moment. Yeah. Unless that's the case, but I basically assigned him to our blue mage and they go do their thing. Oh, he's on blue now. Uh, I remember originally when I first run with you, he was on blue mage and you kind of kicked him off blue mage. No blame is on blue. mage. Um, He's assigned to blame and then him and blame uh, go do stuff. Okay. You know, like that's a, that's a really nice way to do it too. And if we ever finish the how are you's in this episode, we're talking we about still... bringing Monk into Shoal, and that, that's also part of how you would use Monk and Shoal, which people don't bring, which can be effective in, in Shoal for sure, it sounds like, if you do it the way your group works. The Monk goes in alone with the proper set with Counter and having Regen from a Scholar. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I guess believe... we're doing it now, but... <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't have a lot else outside of like the dynamics and stuff, and stuff we do together that we're probably going to talk about later anyway. So. Well, okay. I, I guess I just became a robot fine. again tonight. No, you haven't been a oh. robot yet, but Well, I mean, we we talk about that stuff anyway because like we just we, we basically do that the day of the podcast anyhow. Yeah. So that's kind of almost its own segment anyhow. So um I just wanted to get that stuff out of the way first and then like sure, yeah, we could talk about like the monk thing. Because the monk thing is interesting because I'm I'm not sold on this monk idea. But I think it could work. Like I can follow the reasoning behind it. I'd want to be that monk. Yeah, you know, I, I could trust probably myself. would be too. <laughs> I I would probably want to be that. I monk could not too. plug this monk spot ever, but I could trust myself to have <laughs> no. So <laughs> no. So the never. monk thing, the monk <laughs> thing comes from r slash Final Fantasy one one, where the higher caliber of conversation overall, not every post, overall is happening because you can't expect it always to be great. And uh, someone who I've really enjoyed has been OMG Yoshi, please, where only the please is capitalized. Hmm. And he was talking about, I linked to you if I pull it up, about how his group brings Monk to their Shoal Sea Farms. And I was like, well, I've never heard of anyone actually bringing Monk to your Shoal Sea Farms. How does it work out? And, you know, because we're in, it was in the which job do you find most enjoyable thread that I created a while ago which ended up being a pretty good discussion. I talked about how Black Mage is really good for things mm. that people think it's not, and, and Blue Mage, and Summoner, and and what other job I included in there? I included Puppet Master as the other job, and how good all those things were, and I wrote a fucking novel about it. And then some of the comments surprised me about how people enjoy, you know, people enjoy Warrior and things in that. And the, the one comment here from Yoshi about how he brings Monk to his content was uh, stand out, of course, because... Uh, who brings Monk to content? And I mean, my yeah. first thought is, oh, I love to bring Pup to content. And I go, ah, no, Pup's not Monk. Shut the fuck up, Spicy. So, 
I don't tell myself that name. Yeah, I you just... really only see it in like Omen or like End Guy. Like you don't see Monk very often in any other situation. Yeah, and Monk's a really good job, especially for Ambuscade and especially for just playing this game in general. It's really good, and it was buffed to being oh. past what it should be. Honestly, it's it's beyond what it needed to be, and it just really doesn't get the attention it deserves from being as good as it is, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, Monk is actually one of my heavy DDs that I play. I just never am on it because it doesn't. Everyone else needs blend jobs. as easily. Yeah. And then, yeah, other people also need to go on DDs and stuff like that. But yeah, I have a very, very good monk. And I just, I'm, I'm just never on it because I can't justify going as it to anything outside of Enguy. Or like if I'm going to go solo key or solo skill chain key or something. But, you know, real niche situations. But I would like to use it more generically, especially uh, in this sort of situation where you can bring it to like a segment farm. I think that could be cool. So I had the link queued up because I had a couple of different links. Uh, this is the anniversary. I have the link up. Oh, uh, with Monk, you want to read them? Talking about this guy talking about drooling idiots. Yeah, drooling. I just pulled the drooling idiots when I wasn't sure. Yep. This, this well, I mean, I don't have to. Well, we'll read the drooling idiots because everyone likes drooling. Idiots. I mean, I don't have to read his entire post. But... Well, yeah, just read the Monk one after that drooling idiots part because he says that pickup groups are full of drooling idiots, which is correct. They are. Yeah, like the it's dude, really tough because you usually doesn't give a crap about just... what job they're on. They don't put the work into it. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to see less and less monks nowadays just because of this. Whereas they were a huge thing once they improved how impetus works and how the, you know, with the with the Imperium body. Assuming your monk doesn't but, use impetus body when they should be wearing DT. You see, the thing about that <laughs> is I actually have a set where impetus body does work. Okay, so just because you're wearing the impetus body does not mean that that you're going to explode. Um, what you didn't know about the time, the last time I went to end guy with you is I was actually using the, impetus I can body. trust you though. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, it's about building the rest of your set around that piece. I, I actually treat monk kind of like paladin where I, instead of a shield, like I build my set around a concept and then I go with it from there. So impetus being one of those concepts, I want to make sure that I have a set that complements impetus and then blends of those sets therein. So that way, if I need to have DT or if I need to be in end guy mode, which I actually have an end guy toggle, end guy toggle. For a lot of jobs. Yes, because I'm that kind of crazy person. Um, and well, I, I make sure that if I'm going to be well, using, but I just manually change it because I don't do Ongo enough to make a toggle <laughs> dedicated to my Lua. I just go and edit my Lua from <laughs> I have magic one, magic two in my toggles and I have a magic three sitting there. And when I need my Ongo set, I change magic three to magic two and magic two to magic three and reload it. And then when I'm done, I undo it. Yeah, that's fair. I know. Yours is more but effective because I mean, you, you fight Ango more than once, I'm sure, but. <laughs> <laughs> or in this case. Well, I mean, I, it's also for Black Mage, so. Well, like, yes, you, you have, have an Ango set Black, for Black Mage. Set, Mage set, you're probably doing is, it wrong. Yeah, that's something you definitely. <laughs> but honestly, for how applied Black Mage is, you'd, you'd want to have that ready to go. <laughs> well, it's funny, too, because I'm never on Black Mage for Ango, which is probably insane, but. Yeah. I'm not ready for it yet. <laughs> At least I don't, don't think, think so? I am. I, I bet I could do it. I just don't I think, think I'm ready for it. You just got a time bursts. Like, I, 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 I have could no do problem it, doing that. I've been just, doing CP party. I, I, I have to make sure that the songs get sung correctly. Oh, you <laughs> like, know, if I'm not on Bard, it feels bad. You know, I, I, we're going to finish this conversation, but I, remind me when we're done to go back to CP parties and make sure the songs are on because there's a table story. <laughs> That's good, man. It's quick.
so yeah, apparently this guy though, um, he does he shouts for people and apparently doesn't give a crap if they're what job they're on as long as they're geared and aren't egregiously bad. And this kind of sounds like my criteria for most people, even though Same. I can sound like an elitist sometimes. Yeah, I, I typically just don't care as long as you're just not bad, you know, and being bad is not the same thing as, as like not being geared. I don't feel like going down that rabbit hole right now. And he says that they uh, we actually use Monk uh, full. We actually use a full time Monk in Odyssey C, believe it or this not. Is only and I actually believe. Yeah, yeah. The, the the post I meant to read and we kept tangenting on. But yeah, this is OMG Yoshi, please. Uh, believe it or not. And I'm actually inclined to believe not. Most of the time, because, you know, who brings a monk to Odyssey? You're a, you're a skeptic, right? so you have to see it work. See I am a skeptic. Um, he says they just buff him up and let him hunt down blunt weak or neutral things while everyone else goes after everything else. So basically, they, they send this this lone monk off on his his divine path to become the fist of the North Star. And he just <laughs> punches everything in Odyssey that he can punch. He has regen and, five I, that's on actually, from a scholar. So Yes. So he's 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 buffed up. Um, he's clearly like ready for the content and stuff. He's like, counter he has everything going. He's using counter set, which is solid. I mean, I think that's a very under, underutilized um, layer of DT, especially with how good like um, Impaka body is on top of everything else. You have you have cape, you have Impaka body, which is DT yeah. triple attack crit rate, but it's also counter plus and store TP. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strictly better relic body. Yeah, monk, and you have all basically. these other pieces you can use on monk. The feet, I'm sure, are ridiculous for counter, and that's not even not using Safara or anything else. And you can get a ridiculous counter rate with Regen Five, yeah. and then also self skill chain with with two victory smites. <clears throat> if my voice wasn't dying, yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so I can see how this works, and I would want to be the monk in this situation to test this out because I know exactly what kind of set I would need to wear and stuff like that. Um. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't have a reason to be skeptical outside of the fact that there's just an understood reason why you don't bring monks. If you can C, line them up, I think that that's a, a bad way of working. Yeah, I, I have a really bad take on it on Odyssey C then because that's still ingrained in me and it really shouldn't be. Um, it's ideally, like I would want though, everyone so in my be. group. That's how you run your groups. You're right. Yeah, like recently I've been training them to sort of identify like if someone aggroes like three mobs. Then everyone else doesn't go aggro whatever or fight whatever mob they want. They go take one of those mobs off that person, so that way people are getting more evenly distributed damage. You know, it's it's combat awareness it is what I try to get everybody doing. And in this situation here, like this is the most ideal end of combat awareness in this situation. Like this is where everybody is doing exactly what they're effective against, and that could have very well been the design idea behind this content to begin with. I mean, I, I think so. honestly that's giving them a bit much credit. They make something up with certain problems and they expect players to overcome in certain ways. They don't really anticipate how they might it's overcome them, it. Yeah. But I, I think this is exactly when they make things to be resistant or something. I, I suppose ways, then, I'm. Then yes, this is what they probably meant, but. I, I suppose I'm making assumptions about what I think is the most efficient way to handle a problem. And that if you have everyone capable of handling a problem on their own then you have like a group of people who can handle it together or separate and i think that's the best situation when it comes to something like odyssey where you do want your group to be able to tackle multiple things at the same time and i think also that's what blue mage is great for and they're the same way monk is because i mean i'm not advocating for a blue mage counter build although blue mage does get counter stands for like five minutes and a counter trait and counter gear with gluttys and a back you can make and stuff that could give you a good counter rate but being able to go on your own run up some mobs, sleep them, and then doom them 
or to fight things you aggro with a counter build with region on yourself, you should be able to do that. And that's the same. I mean, Monk is more effective in this capacity because it's more of a DD powerhouse to sit there and just beat down anything that attacks you. But also the same way that Blue would run off and doom stuff and fight stuff and and not, you know, or just be part of a group and run everything up and and fight stuff and do temporal shift AoE to gain hate and just uh, otherwise be the tank of the group which you don't need to bring a rune fencer like my group does, even though I am master level 30 on rune and keep coming rune every run to keep it consistent. But you can do these things, and I've, I've come on blue too. It's just making my group... Like, every time I get off rune and get on blue, the first run's always painful because they're so it used to things... Bad. They're so used to things day after day, week after week, and just to suddenly change that, they don't know how to... Like, they're used to things happening. Like, the, the mage, like, the healer has to pay attention differently. Uh, the group is paying attention differently because I'm not controlling the mobs. I'm taking more damage because I'm on a rune fencer with apple tree and everything else. So it, it just, once you adjust to it, it's it's perfectly good. And I think also in this game, no one adjusts properly. Like everyone wants to jump in the deep end of the cold pool and in, in their, their, their favorite little swim trunks, but no one wants to actually take a second to stick their toe in the pool and get accustomed to the pool and swim around for a second let alone fucking leave the steps of the pool to swim around and, and, and actually immerse your whole body in it before they actually dive right into the content. And then, you know, you you dive in this this cold pool and you go, oh, man, this is super fucking cold. I can't swim in this. I don't like this. And you, you quit the game and go back to 14 and you wonder, why didn't it work <laughs> out? So 11's the okay. pool. It's the pool. Don't piss in it. <laughs> don't, don't piss in the pool by paying the mercs. Please don't piss in the pool because I'll get mad. Um, yeah, my, a day is swiftly approaching where my group is not going to use a paladin anymore. And my Uh-oh. group is going to use a black mage instead. Oh, yes. So see, you yeah, haven't asked me how I, I'm doing yet, black but there's well. definitely the black mage testing that happened in our discord. This yeah, week. well, hey, there's, there's no about. better. There's no better time. How are you doing, man? <laughs> Before we segue into it. <laughs> you know, I ask myself that question, Fox. Oh, okay. I didn't realize we had a build up here. <laughs> no. So <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> so tonight I'm having a uh it's it's all right. I, I've had many French Pinot Noirs, but it's 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 all right. It's pretty good. It's not good, it's not bad, it's in the middle, it's it's enjoyable, and that's all that matters. I'm having a nice French Pinot Noir from uh, an area oh. around a certain group of villages that if I talked about the qualities of these villages, no one fucking care and it'd be snobby and, and great, so you know, it's around, you know, St. New George and, and everywhere else. So, uh, you know, that, that's the wine. I'm enjoying it. Thanks. Uh, otherwise, so I had to work on the Blue Mage Guide this weekend. That's the thing I have to do. That's uh, that <laughs> Proth the Scar posted in the BG Discord for those who are in it. Because, you know, why not? Uh, that his guide slash not been his guide for a while. And my guide are the best two guides on Blue Mage. And I said, no, that's not my guide. So the Spicy Ryan's guide. And it's a really terrible guide anyway, because I haven't updated them forever. So I had to work on that guy because I told him, look, if you're telling people about this guide still in fucking the year of our Lord, the Flying Spaghetti Monster, late 2022, that's like, I probably should update that fucking guide. So yeah, good luck with that, man. I didn't do that. It's I like every time I update, I just fucking rip things out of it and it gets smaller, which is good because it makes it easier to make modern and current and and digest, yes, of course. I don't even think about digesting. I just fucking put it out there. And if you can't eat it, then you, then you know, you can go throw up or something. And you, you know, and that's your problem. But <laughs> historically, it's been too much to digest, and I've ripped a lot out of it. And I think it's better for ripping things out of it because 
when you make a dish, it doesn't matter if you make a feast, you can't eat a feast. You can eat a dish and enjoy how amazing a dish is. You can't enjoy a feast at one time. And while a feast is required in order to handle this game, you need to be able to deliver a feast to people in fucking small little packages of enjoyable snacks that they can digest if you want them to really take in everything and be better in the way that the guide's supposed to make. So over time, I've made guides simpler and not listing every joke and ripping out all the fucking me doing this content and how you could get your Ginson and making stupid puns and as many puns are still there and just, you know, <laughs> making a guide. So I had to work on that. And I've meant to do that since years since since like before covid hit i've been meaning to work in that guide so one day i will work in that guide otherwise um personally i guess i can share some stories for once because i typically am reserved to sharing any personal information because i am very untrusting of people and don't like to share personal information because i don't want people to know things that could possibly impact me in any way whatsoever so i don't share anything with anyone whatsoever because i'm guarded and I can share that uh, with the Ukrainian war still going on, I decided to, I don't have anything to do with family and mm -hmm. I don't talk to family Fox and I do not return calls. I do not send cards. I do not say happy birthday. I do not answer happy birthdays generally. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I feel guilty and, and answer happy birthdays, but otherwise, because I have a human side to me still. Otherwise, I had nothing to do with family whatsoever. But with the Ukrainian war going on, I, you know, happen to know that there's a history there that I was never told about. Because when you're a kid, why would you be told about it? And you become older and you, you look back and you go, okay, what's my actual ancestry? What's my, what's my connection to the current events going on? Uh, what do I have to do with anything? So people I've not spoken to because we have ideological differences, I decided to call up. And I do not say apologies, do not say anything. I just start talking and I start asking questions and that's what I do. And I get told stories and it was today I got the call actually before I went out to go do some grocery shopping for, I didn't get baking powder. God, fuck. Didn't yeah, get, that's kind of important. Didn't Those get baking powder. Those goddamn waffles, man. Didn't get baking powder. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, I got a call today about, you know, you called and asked about these things that didn't have answers for you, but I found all, like, apparently my great-grandmother wrote all these handwritten notes down about uh, her journey over here on a boat to America, to Ellis Island, and everything like that. And I got told, like, I called up for these stories, and I actually got told these stories. So uh, my great-grandparents were born in Galicia before the First Balkan War, which would be before World War One. And if you happen to know anything about the region of Galicia, it was a very tumultuous region of Polish and Ukrainian people and Austrian-Hungarian people because it was part of the Austrian-Hungarian Empire. Long story short, uh, they were like uh, eccentric Ukrainian Catholics, I guess, because Ukrainians are not typically thought of as Catholics. But they were part of a region that was considered Ukraine, but was not Ukraine, but was that. But they're Ukrainian people who happened to live there. And they came over on a little boat, da 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 and that region is part of Poland today because after World War One, it was given to Poland. And long story short, I learned a lot of different things about my ancestry. And so I don't know where I'm going with this at this point, but I plan to keep it concise before I started this. <laughs> well, I mean, there's, there's a lot of like setting. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of things going yeah. on there. And so like when I heard Galicia, I'm like, oh, wait, hold on. You're telling me. And like the person telling me this was like, I don't know anything about Galicia. And I'm like, well, 
I could tell you it's a very complicated region of, of great conflict. And like, oh, okay. So when I hear these stories about coming over and leaving, because it was on a handwritten note, like, um, so one of my um, ancestors had a stroke and they wrote down that they were given oxygen in the hospital. And since they only spoke Ukrainian, they couldn't write English. So they wrote oxygen, O-X-G-I-G-E-N-T, oxygen. O-X-I-G-E-N-T. They got oxygen after their stroke. Or whatever. So like mm-hmm. I was I was being written I was being uh told all these notes and stuff they're written down and coming over on the boat at thirteen years old, the 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 Russians coming in for the Baltic War, taking away their farm, all these various things, and it was just like um I guess the moral of the story is it's a reconciliation story. Like I don't I'm not gonna continue to you would you would say that you would talk to these people because you're your family and that I wanted the information to that and it's like we had a very good conversation better than we've ever usually had and mm-hmm. uh, I guess the moral of the story is to I, I honestly it was a story it was a story between choosing between my own pride and ego and refusing to talk to certain people due to differences that we have and deciding that given the certain circumstances that are occurring how motivated you are to be interested in certain things because you've been following them before they even happened and you've been watching them for almost a decade now. Uh, and, and swallowing your pride to talk to someone is always a good thing. So like you hear about stories about like your great grand uncle was an Iwo Jima and has these diaries. You know, I had these diaries written down. Do you want to read these diaries? Yeah, I like to read the Iwo Jima diaries da, 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 and all these stories. So uh, I'm keep tapping this cork because I'm talking personally about myself in a way that I did not plan to. So that's that story. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you, you gain some perspective when you learn new things about yeah, this sort of stuff. Yeah, anyway. it's about as, as much people post online that I'm a narcissist who will not uh, do this or that other thing. But then when it comes down to it, I'm a reasonable person who has reasonable inquiries that any normal living human being would have. And any normal human being... <laughs> You know, it's, I guess a moral is to just not close yourself off even when you are closed. Yeah, I I can definitely appreciate that. Like, if anything, I've grown more closed off than I, you know, ever had been in my past. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, how personal things come up, too. So, yeah, yeah I, I can understand why you would want to be that way, like, entirely. But it is cool that, like, if you can find out something about yourself that you can still be, become more invested in you know, deepening that understanding, like regardless of all these other preconceived notions you have about whatever party, then that, that, that is, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's a positive thing to be able to get over yourself effectively. Cause and without Ukraine, there is no me. And without my ancestry there, there is no me. So with how much I've been so bothered about what's going on there and want to actually be there helping or fighting or doing anything and ready to like, you know, when you're ready to die for something, it's like like you don't expect it to happen. You just take stock of everything and you go, okay, I'm ready for that. And it, it sounds really simple, but it just happens. <laughs> and to be at that point where you're like, okay, I want to know about more of the things surrounding that if I'm like ready to commit to something like that. And every time that I read about everything or want to be over there, I'm like, you know, I really should be there doing this or that, even though I'm not there. And it's a really existential crisis that one person faces where they're watching the genocide of their ancestry occur and they're like, you know, I should really not let that happen. (laughs) And you just kind of go, okay, so any stories? Yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, 
you should feel a certain amount of accountability towards, you know, protecting the things that matter to you. But in the grand scheme of things, you would think that the world would be able to identify that there's something heinous going on and actually do something about it as well. So it's not entirely on you to do that. I know it's on it's on any individual person like um like yeah. I have my chrome tabs open to the uh uh like there's the tab for a cause add-on that I'm going to have where if you add a little thing to your edge browser it's not going to explore anymore your edge browser or your chrome browser cuz both run on chromium platform uh you can help just by opening a new tab donate like aqua tabs or some way aqua tabs purify their iodine tablets they purify water because people right yep. now there do not have clean water in their being poisoned by the water they drink because they're just trying to survive so things like that just by opening a tab help out yeah yeah do what you can yeah <laughs> anyway back to I the mean, game I before don't... you know i get this is why i don't talk about things because i get i am human yeah uh, yeah exactly you know it everyone's got something that matters to them i i honestly am a little jealous because i can't relate to things as much I, I feel like there should be some more things that I should care about, you know, more deeply than I do. Um, but it's just not the case. Like, I do care that there is, you know, a conflict going on there. And well, normally you don't the, have to outside the of the fact thing. that it like impacts the global market of fertilizers from potash or, or the global supply of sunflower oil or, or the, the global supply of grain and commodities and inflation. Outside of those things that are impacting the market right now, usually people don't have to care because like in Europe, they're going to lose bread from their shelves. In America, we're not going to lose bread from our shelves because of the war in Ukraine. So you don't like have to care, but if you're a decent person, you generally do. I mean, nobody should be watching non-combatants have to deal with that sort of shit. You know, if you're a combatant, that means you signed up for that shit. But the non-combatants are where it's it's a little bit different. You know. Yeah, there's um, there's so many mass graves of civilians not- in Mariupol and everywhere that have just been killed in the crossfire, just killed intentionally, or the children being written. It's just any they're just being buried in mass piles. So, yeah, I it needs to be said because if we just kind of like try to be ignorant to it, and I get the, the you know hearing about this on a Final Fantasy XI podcast is kind of strange, right? But I I think these sort of things do need to be said aloud. Because otherwise, you know, it could just kind of go unnoticed and eventually become old news in our section of the world. And I think something like this does not need to be old news. And I, I uh, wanted to keep it really brief. I didn't plan on talking about this. Yeah. Anything. I just, you know, it's it's been a thing for me. I've mentioned it. So it's just been a thing that's been bothering me for, you know, a while. And I just have trouble not I'm venting for a second just for my own personal sanity. So I, I apologize. but. Uh, you know what's Sometimes also a big deal. Bend, man. What's also a big deal is the expectations of the anniversary not living up to everyone's expectations. So how dare the world be the way it is? Because I can't oh, get yeah. chemist in Final <laughs> Fantasy. <laughs> God damn it! And, and I'm probably the most sad out of everyone out there. I, I can say this with a straight face that we're not, you know, that, that we don't have a chemist class. Because I would play that class. I just I posted a couple times in the new R slash Final Fantasy One One, which anyone listening to here is obviously fucking joined, apparently, of course, already. But the comments uh, I made there is about how chemist would be great because in this game, Geo and Bard are essentially outside of Scholar and it's one hour, uh, and Blue giving Mighty Guard are the mm-hmm. only ways which are not reliable method, uh, methods for content. So only two jobs in this game out of twenty two are the only ones that can provide the most essential buff in the game of capping magical haste for the most deeps you can deliver. 
And it'd be nice if you had a job like yeah. chemist to deliver any sort of magical haste or even just change scholar and someone around so they here. could do it. Yeah. Something that bridges the gap between there because yeah. there, there should be a way to provide that permanently. And I mean, Bard can do it, but it shouldn't just be up to a single job. And I, and I guess Geo by extension can also do it, but it shouldn't be up to a single job to do that. You know, um, there should be a lot more diversity in your groups. Um, that way, you know, you, you get more possible parties that can be built. So that. That is a that is something that I am also deeply saddened by. Not so, necessarily just for the haste component of it, but it's just another support job I would like to play. <laughs> when they released Adeline, I was super thrilled that they made a tank, Rune Fencer, which at the time was a complete joke tank before SD ended up buffing Rune Fencer to be more than it was, because when they first released it, everyone thought Geo was the greatest and thought Rune was garbage. And eventually SE had <laughs> one or two updates, especially one update, where they buffed Rune Fencer extensively, and ever since then everyone's been like, Rune's a real tank now. Because of course. <laughs> I'm a real boy. That's how it works. Oh, this job shit. And SE updates it. Oh, this is a real tank now. Yeah. And SE nerfs the runes. And I was surprised people didn't abandon the fucking job because the runes don't get eminent anymore. But nonetheless, I think that was really good because Adeline, it's nice to add two jobs to the game. I think Geo kind of missed the mark in a sense where they added a job that is super important for frailty and malaise and reducing damage on top of what Bard can do. And it's viewed as absolutely essential a job in most content next to Bard. And you can't do like, there's six players in a job for this content. And people think that either Geo or Bard or both, you know, so one third of the job, uh, one third of the party composition at the most is already set in stone by these two jobs. I think people take like Runefence or Paladin generally interchangeably. Sometimes for certain fights like Arabati or something, you'd want more Runefence for the magic than the Paladin because it excels at that, and vice versa. Maybe a paladin's a little better for Kalunga, because it won't get eaten alive by fucking searing serration. But I, like yeah. those two jobs, like Rune Fencer and Paladin, end up working out well for the community and how interchangeable they generally are, which I thought was the original intention of Geomancer, honestly. But it didn't end up being that way. So I'm hoping that a job, if they release any job in the future, everyone talks about Chemist because of Monbro being released. It's the easiest low-hanging fruit. But a job like Chemist would be absolutely essential to providing balance to party composition of this game, where you can take that job instead of the other jobs and like maybe you can't find a bard, you can't find a geo, but you found a chemist. And like it adds a third option, which may seem silly to like it's just one person playing a job, but having a third option dramatically increases the pool of people you can pull from. So Yeah, it sure does. That's that's exactly that's exactly my point. And there, there just aren't enough redundant effects when you, when you look at that. Like, so, so you want to observe where things get bottlenecked and a lot of it boils down to like what buffs you're receiving. Cause obviously you can like throw change at the bushes and hit a DD like that, that exists fucking everywhere. Even bards are your DDs now. Um, and at the same and, time, I hear people say, oh, don't level a DD. People don't need it. They're a dime a dozen. But at the same time, finding a good DD that cares which these people who are interested in leveling DD and hear that advice surely would, it's hard to find like this Dragoon I had in my fucking Odyssey C run. And so DDs are but, also really important, but yeah, you're right. But this is also where someone usually pipes up and goes, oh, well, you didn't, didn't give me a chance. And, you know, that's where we Ultimate end up weapons with you know, Dragoons, Dragoons from Odyssey. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of it depends on the person evaluating themselves properly and knowing if they're at that bar yet or if they need to do additional things and maybe level additional jobs to gear those jobs. 
I've said many times on this podcast that I would not have the jobs I have if I was not a strong white. And that's absolutely true. I may like playing support classes, but I would not have a single DD if I was not a white mage. And that is probably one of the quickest ways to being able to gear stuff. That's how I Table mean, did it. And I commend yeah, him. Yeah, I was about to say, Table, Table's uh, primarily a healer and he's gearing other jobs off the back of being one. Yeah, so. like he's gearing Bard up now and he's happy. He like started doing it just to give Carrot a break because Carrot was at the point where she's like, I don't want to come Bard. I don't want to do content anymore. I don't want to do Odyssey C. I'm tired of being Bard. People run off from my songs. People die. I don't want to re-sing. People get dispelled. Fuck everyone's songs. I'm tired of being Bard. Fuck Bard. So that was... That was carrot. So the, the people dying and having to resing is kind of ass. Yeah, like that actually is. causes my which when I see it happen too. And sometimes it's my fault because <laughs> I get so complacent from doing a run most nights of the week where it's just thirty minutes of a night and it's most of the night that I spend playing the game is that thirty minutes because I just kind of do that to get my points because that's the most relevant content and then stop. Which I don't have a problem with that. I'm happy to do it. I'd be happier to switch it up. The problem and pressure on me is that I have 150,000 fucking segments and someone that we run with has close to zero segments. So if the pressure is on me to keep this one person segments up when everyone else has segments, which I'm sure you run into too. So the pressure is on me to keep producing high powered runs, which is a complaint people have that is not really a valid complaint because you have to be able to accept a shortcoming in your group. And I'm just too stubborn to accept that. So I demand that we do a, because we're already gathered, we do a times three farm afterwards and we do really productive stuff in one night between two single runs and stop the, you know, like we'll log on, do that. And we log off and then we go about our lives. We're done. It's very casual, mm -hmm. which I'm told apparently is not casual enough because ultimate weapons aren't enough. I can't, I can't hammer that point well, enough I because actually, it's so stupid and people really yell that from the mountaintops. I intentionally keep my points the lowest in segments so that I don't, so that I can plan appropriately. My mind like if I know, if I know that I am the lowest, then I can plan every run. And so that that's how I decide to do it. I used to have the most points out of my group and I actually intentionally went with you on runs to burn them. So, <laughs> so I wouldn't glad. have to ask every single day. Well, I, I, so I wouldn't have to ask every single day. All right, guys, who's going to get back to me before the run so I can figure out if we need to do a, a segment farm or boss. And they don't get back to you. And then, yeah, if people don't get back Which to me, or if like only too, three people get back to me, it, it just doesn't allow you to plan, right? So there's a certain amount of planning that you do need to do. I have a member um, who's really reliable who just didn't say a word the other night, didn't say they weren't coming, didn't say whatever. The time came, I waited a bit, <laughs> and I just kicked them and brought someone else. And we ran, and it was perfectly fine and good. Almost beat V20 era body <laughs> with, a, with a fucking pug person, and we got the 5%, and then there was a hate issue, and we lost. Well, that happens. It was good, though. And it's it's so hard to to replace people in groups too. Like I, I shout for DDs because they're they're the most prevalent, and I don't trust them to do support roles. Like I will, I don't trust pug people to do anything but DD because I want them to have the least amount of things available to them. And the thing about support roles too is that because unless you're getting like basic buffs from the bard, like the only job they can replace a bard is a geo. And the problem because with you're how D twenty is, is they made it a DPS check where you absolutely have to have the buffs from those jobs. So it creates an intention yep. like an unintentional whether they thought about it or not, it's unintentional, I imagine. Hopefully. Hopefully it's unintentional. Imbalance in this game between the buffs and debuffs provided and what jobs you are able to take because you can't do Arabody with the I mean, maybe you can make the argument that the, the setup the, the setup is incorrect, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's really not because even no matter what setup you do, you have to take the Geo slash Bard for Arabati because it's just the way that fight is and the DPS check that was made is ridiculous. The amount of time we and math I have team. spent on Arabati 
is unreal. And there's really only one way of doing it. I was so proud of like, our win. It was so good. It was good, yeah. I didn't record it because I was the tank getting hit by the fucking fetters. If I was a DD, I would have recorded that run, but it was such it was like a perfect run. Same with the Ongo I recorded as a tank. The, the eye searing recording. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's there to destroy your eyes. You could just like look at the chat log and yeah. try not to look directly at the screen. People dat mod that shit out. I don't blame them. It's it's, it's insane. Either. It's too much. It's too much. It lags the shit out of me, that's for sure. We lost one of the Arabots we would have won too because someone started getting a lot of lag and whatever. And I'm like, quick, slash local setting space, blur effects, space off. I'm like, turn <laughs> I off remember, blur effects. I, I was there weather. on one of the times we had to do that. Yeah, turn man. off weather. And like, like you can't be lagging like that. And it's just, it's just annoying. I know there's certain limitations of the game. And generally, it's not a problem. But sometimes it happens and you can't just count on everyone to have shadows off, weather off, blur effects off, fucking everything they can do. And also be running like DirectX 3D from Atomos or anything else that they run the game on. Uh, Even with all just, that going on, you just may not be in the content with the right setup. I've been getting more like, packet drops lately in Odyssey. Not, and there's no correlation here, of course. Just me lately, my experience. It happens to other people yeah. in different times, different ways. It's not a consistent thing. I've been getting more packet drops lately than I've ever gotten. And I'm having like random you. sets between sets on that are not correct. And I'm like, this isn't correct. And I use Equip Viewer, which those dirty third-party tools at least let me see on my screen immediately that I have like half of one set on and half of a different set on. I go, that's not right. Let me tab. Let me tell you, and Carrot knows, if you are a bard <laughs> in, in Odyssey, oh, that, no. like getting the freak like three-minute song and you you know you have a Carmen Han and you have a three-minute song up, it's like, hmm, Can you okay. even use fucking equip sets at that point to even fix that? Because it's so bad. I don't know. It happens, though. Happens. And sometimes sometimes I miss it and I, and I rely on my party to let me know. And like they tell me when I have like three seconds left on like Nitro. <laughs> and they're just like, oh, I have a... I have a five-minute song. And I'm Table like, oh, was shit. having a breakdown. Like he got like <laughs> multiple times of using JAs on oh, Bard I, I and bet. multiple floors. He got like no potency duration songs, and it's like he was having a breakdown. He's like, I because he knows he's missing car and he's missing this and that. He can't miss the duration of his JAs, and he's giving out these songs that have no potency, and he's just like, oh, guys, fuck, fuck. Because of the time that's dedicated to rebuffing a party, I don't think a single job in Odyssey has it worse than that. And they have to stay in place for you to fucking buff them, and they don't. And he's like run along with the party like the water boy or something. Another argument is like, you know, tanks not swapping appropriately and getting crushed in like fast cast sets. I drop packets, otherwise I'd have the right gear on, but I I would crush, yeah. So like tank, I would say, is like the next thing that I I would say. Because I've gone paladin on runs with you guys, and there was one run where I didn't swap gear properly and I died. Yeah. And there was another run where, of course, I got hit with Torrent on 4-4. That was yeah, awful. That was the Dragoon <laughs> run. That was that Dragoon. <laughs> yeah, where the, where the Dragoon they actually didn't suck and kill away. shit, they would have been able to fight it because <laughs> the reason you got Torrented was because they couldn't kill the mom because they sucked and they got your TP moved. Well, if people don't know it by now, if you can bar water or if you can gain access to bar water, Torrent should not unequip you. That's all you need. So um, I should have it. Should I talk about that run now? Because it was hinted at before, and I think I teased that we would do it, and I started talking about how the Russians are raping children in Ukraine, and I got on a tangent. Well, and then we can circle back to the, um, you know, the what's coming up next month thing. Well, that's you know, yeah, yeah, we don't know what's coming up next month because SC is holding those cards as close to the chest as you could be as a poker player. And, And they don't have to. That's that's concerning to me like and i don't want to go down on this road it's like oh they're they're doing xxx with with with, uh with yeah they're straight up doing porn like like xxx like to not 
Tanaka is here to fix your copier. Tanaka is going to balance his cock on your forehead. Yeah, I, I don't want to go down that road, but I <laughs> I fear that it's not going to be fear as the balance. Like, like I, what I, what I'm hoping is that it's going to be something that's being that's been kept under the rug because it's it's really awesome and it's going to be a great surprise. But knowing how businesses work and how that would not drive retention <laughs> tells me that it's probably going to be extra medium. Be totally honest. It's really upsetting so, because it's one of those things. It's one of those things, of course, where there's a great disconnect between the money something generates, the passion of people who went into something as part of their job, who were hired to do something to generate further profits, and the maintenance of a game that continues to return millions of dollars in profit to a company that really could use it, frankly. And the disconnect that happens between the manner of running a business in a capitalistic environment where everything is about the return you can get. And even if something would be great to a game that so many people have laid so much passion into one way or another, it won't happen because the capitalism and nature of competition between companies will will, strike, will stifle and just bury those ideas that happen. So as many things as we want would happen too. It just does not happen because, one, the business culture in Japan is different than what we're used to. It seems to be very, very traditional and very tight-looped, and and dissent is not something allowed in any capacity, whether reasonable or not. Whether As far I don't have experience with it, but that's just my impression of it. And Mm -hmm. from what I had heard about um, everyone's favorite behemoth GM, Kamate, the reason he left is because of the Japanese business culture. and. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But as far as I remember, that was the case of why that was. And it's not surprising because the stigma in this case is correct that the business culture in Japan is very rigid and uh, goes back historically to their traditional way of handling hierarchy. And that's not a bad thing inherently. I'm not trying to put it down. Honestly, not. But just it makes sense that our disappointment can be a complete disconnect between the way SE runs their business because they're more interested at times, I would personally think, if we're going right into the anniversary disappointment, because there was no news given of anything happening whatsoever is what the, the fucking spoiler well, is. Well, only that something's coming. Yeah, something's coming. Something. <laughs> so, so they hyped it up years ago, like two years yeah. ago. They years. hyped it up that like in two years when the anniversary happens, and I'm not even gonna pull a direct quote. You. Yeah, I'm not gonna pull up a direct <laughs> quote. They were like they were like in two like they were given the green light to do this, of course, because they don't do these things without being given permission to because the higher ups believe that this was possible. Da, da, da. So whether like if things got behind schedule, personally, I know the people in Auction House and R slash F of X I and in the official forums of fucking course will will throw a fit and be like bleh, 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 bleh. You had two years to do this. You went to your job and got paid, and I'm busy working at Arby's. So, Arby's. We've got the defeats. Arby's. (laughs) So, I know they would throw a fit about it, but the truth is, if they were still working on what they were originally working on and I had to wait longer, I'm still (laughs) having fun in this game. And if you're not, don't fucking play it. I love this game. Yeah. I want you to love this game. But if you're not having fun, take a break for two months. Take a break for three months. It doesn't hurt you. Come back to the game. I think that's going to be the ultimate message I deliver a couple times oh, no. in this disappointment thing. 
But if they were still working on those things that they were so excited years ago to be like, oh, you know, we have surprises coming for the anniversary. Wink, wink, nod, nod is what they like. And then people take that and make it into a bigger thing than it is, of course. But if that's the case, I'm fine waiting. If it took you till the end of the fucking year, as you said, last year, at the end of the year, you would hopefully have Imperium Plus 3 out. And then, then maybe later this year, have Imperium Plus 3 out a fucking year later. If it takes you longer than that to fucking make it because you're working on something, I'm happy to wait for it because I'm enjoying the game. And if you make quality additions to the game, no matter how long they take, I'm still here to pay for them. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, if they release nothing at all, it won't stop me from logging in and tinkering with yet another job. Um, fucking black mage there's, is gonna be end, endless tinkering yeah I, there, there's there's always something to do because the list of things that you can do exceeds the amount of things that or the amount of time that you can do it in and that's because you're the right uh, like, perspective much, in my opinion yeah for exactly for, for for as much stuff as i have because i have a lot of stuff like i have my my wardrobes are all packed all that garbage like i i have done everything in this game and I still find things that I'm interested in like, and I don't even have to be like doing content with like big air quotes. I could just be tinkering with a job to kind of like decide, Hey, can this do something cool? And honestly, that's the reason we we've even had like two straight months of podcasts where we talk about black mage on every fucking episode. Dude, I'm going to the black mage again today. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And and a lot of that just has to do with hey, I just want to brew on this job that everyone thinks is terrible. Dude, because, such a good time uh, tonight. Yeah, our, do our 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 binam our our binamis, our dynamis run was straight trash. Like it was real it bad. Was but and, it wasn't trash because we still got plenty of gill and some RP and spent yeah. the time effectively. Honestly, yeah, it was fun. Like we didn't clear nearly as much as we usually it do. Was, yeah, um, there was some there was some issues. Yeah, when your when your core when your only core does core hits a statue when wave one for twenty five percent with Lot and Salute, yeah. you know some shit's about to go down. When your blue so, mage gets killed from every Minjin Gakura through the run of AoEing magic damage because you I told them before level. you went in. This is back to the thing about me feeling bad about the guide. So the guy was good. <laughs> I'm not going to mention his name and and. <laughs> It's not worth it. it's, well, I, I don't want to mention his name because I want people to be like, huh, he talks shit about you. And I'm not talking shit about him. Exactly. I appreciate that someone joined the yell run because, especially if it's me yelling, you might be like, oh, I don't want to join him. Da, 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 da. He's a dick. He's going to be crucial on me. He's going to be critical. It's not going to be fun. He's going to make fun of me. And honestly, if you can't get past all those things, why are you playing this game? So, Or just get better. <laughs> it's part of getting better. Maybe that's just me. I'm not <laughs> like this, that is not bullying. That is part of you. Someone is racing around a track and you want to race around that track with them. You don't just go, oh, I failed to race around the track appropriately and sucked. And everyone looked at me and it's like, I'm never going to race again. It's like, OK, you're not seven years old. Fucking get over it. Come on. And I know it's really cliche to be like, just get over it. Wait, speed. The bridge is out ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, ho. I was thinking Speed Racer while I was talking about it, too. Yeah, I, I figured you were, yeah. <laughs> so it's, not just, it's really cliche to just say just get over it, but there are certain bits of groundwork, and not everything is perfectly inclusive to everyone. It's not the nature of the world. It's not just inclusive to everyone. So there's a certain level of work that has to go into something to be successful. Uh, you know, failing to prepare yeah. beforehand is preparing to fail, da 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 
So there yeah, was another. Of shit about that. There was another quote I was trying to think of at the same time, but I couldn't remember. It doesn't matter. So you don't just jump on the track and be like, "Oh, so this guy read my guide and he came on blue." I yelled for a blue. I wanted the blue to use spectral flow and tomb, uh, anvil lightning, things that will anvil keep lightning. The- Anvil. anvil lightning is huge. Yes, so spectral flow as well in a tomb, but anvil lightning being the most important. So, <laughs> yeah, I wanted someone to come to do that because when we're all AOing, we have basing on ninja doing a low and edge. You and I both fox are on. We don't have a geo. We don't need a geo with how many bodies we have AOing. I mean, it would help improve damage and speed things up, but at the same time, they have to move with us. To that. It's it's really not crucial to the group we had. We had like nine people. So we yeah, have we were both on black mage. We have two black mages using cataclysm. We have a ninja. We have a core. We have a blue mage. We have two blue mages AOEing. So we have a lot of people throwing out magical damage at once. Oh, we did. Yeah, we have two blue mages. Forgot and, all about Karen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, you know, it's easy to take well, her for granted. She is she great. did really well too. Yeah, why. she did. Yeah, she, she did well, actually. She especially <laughs> tried to pick up the slack, and she did. And I, I admire her because that's a job. Just every time I turned my camera, though, she was face down in the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. super funny. It's funny because the black mages pull less hate than the blue mages, so the blue mages are the first yeah. one in the lines to get beat up by the 12 mobs, the 13, 15 mobs pull at once. So. Or all the statues that are still alive because your core can't kill them. Uh, wave I started one. deathing statues, dude. I started doing that, too. <laughs> Oh man, I'm gonna have to fucking make more sets in the black. I've been working on the black mage guide here and there, like sets I want to make, sets to blah, blah, blah. And I'm gonna start making fucking like if you're in Dynamis and everyone sucks set, you know, it's just like come on. <laughs> and label it exactly that to get the maximum amount of hate. Because uh, <laughs> like the blue mage will pull hate over the black mage because magical weapon skills and the ninja and stuff as well, because magical weapon skills are not as enmity pulling because their initial damage multiplied. We very have a high. bunch of negative enmity when we do stuff. Yeah, the black mage especially yeah. have a negative enmity from doing stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Not with not with Cataclysm, though, because you're using five out of five or four to five Nayame and then Archon Ring. And so there's like no negative enmity on that Black Mage in that set. So. But the enmity is calculated off the base damage instead of the actual damage because it's a magic weapon said. skill. Yeah, so which is coming full circle. Which is very nice. annoying, <laughs> too, because, you know, for how much damage it does, it should not pull no enmity. It's kind of nice it does in one regard, but generally when it's a being done, as, as much as I like not being killed instantly on Black Mage. So I, yeah, but we're the job with Monowall. That's the thing. Yeah, but you can only keep Monowall <laughs> off half the time. Hey, but if you have two Black Mages, Ooh. that sounds like all the time. Ooh, Fox, the teamwork's ticking. I was, tr- I was trying to I was trying to stagger my mono walls with yours, actually. Oh, wow. You know, if you had told me that verbally over the two fucking hours we played, I would have paid more attention to doing that. No, I, I tried to, but I, I had to wait it, for the next slide. I keep mine <laughs> until I feel I need it. I had times where I was at 200 or less health and I popped mono wall because I feel I need mono wall. I wasn't running in with mono wall. Sometimes I'm like, I know I'm going to pull three statues in a row and I'll use mono wall. But I was not instinctively <laughs> like just like I had it up most. I did not use it most of the run. I didn't want to like not have it when I need it. That was my problem. That's my mentality. That's that's the there's there's definitely got to be some sort of categorization for someone who doesn't use something because they're afraid they might use it, might need it in the future because it's a very important thing and they just don't use oh, it. Oh, the the, the the classic RPG conundrum of an item too good to use. Yeah, yeah. That's that's right. mono wall is an item too good to use. It's our elixir, and I can't our, trust. Our I can't trust the fucking corsair in the party. The random dealers. Right. They can't even take more than 25% in wave one off a statue, which if you need reference for that, spectral flow in wave one will take half a fucking statue's health. So how is the Corsair with, they had Formalot, R0, they had 
um, SU-5. Well, the rank on foam won't matter here. Yeah, but, it, but it's a gun that's not being, it's not using like TP bonus gun getting resisted, like to give anyone like clarity here. Yeah, exactly. It, it has a. It's got accuracy yeah. on it. Yeah, that's that's fair. It would it's have got TP bonus on it. Yeah. So it's a you know if it, it's yeah. it's not death penalty, but it's the next best thing, frankly. Not I mean, what else outside of like the water? Of it, it is gone. baffling. It is baffling that the damage was that low. And and before people think, well, maybe he had his TP bonus gun on. The TP bonus gun would have actually done more damage than that. It too, would have. Um, and in wave, in wave three, Very they weren't doing more than thirty percent of a statue's health. Oh, definitely not. Um, yeah, because I remember having 39 to nine percent. I'm just I'm just sitting there. And I go, come on, dude. The thing's hitting me for 500 plus points of damage on Black Mage. Can you fucking yeah. kill it? Yeah, that's actually what killed me uh, towards the yeah, end when uh, that statue times. decided to clip up into the sky and, oh, and aggro God. everything. That was the first time in all our runs. We've been doing these runs for a month now. Every Saturday, once a week, <laughs> we do these runs, and they're enjoyable. But I watched it happen. That's the first time we've had mobs or statues that run up into the sky, the rampart there, and aggro everything and run all the way down the map at us and just kill us because like seventeen statues coming us. So anyone listening to the podcast knows that I have connection issues where I am right now, going to school. And during this run, like when I watch that thing clip up into the sky, I go, I go, guys, it's about to aggro everything. And like, I didn't hear it. I, I'm, I'm watching. Exactly. I'm watching my, my discord. It's like has that red single bar. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then like everyone stops moving. I'm like, I can't tell them. <laughs> I can't tell them. And they're all going to die. Should have texted me, man. <laughs> right. I wouldn't have known because my phone's always on silent. <laughs> You pick it up afterwards. Yeah, as I said, he tried. Return he tried to tell us. He tried to tell us. Yeah, man. <laughs> I watched it happen, and I tried to convey the information. Oh, if only I'd known. Because <laughs> after you, after, like, if you had told me that, I wouldn't have pulled. Because I pulled two statues into that plus the. No. <laughs> I would not have pulled those two statues plus NM unintentionally, which would have been fine. I would have slept it. I would not have pulled those three statues if I had known that all the statues in the zone were coming at us, and we would have probably lived. So here, here was my, my view of it, just to describe it because it's hilarious. So imagine the first slide is that, is that statue clipping up into the sky, right? The second slide is everyone not moving. There's no additional statues or anything. The third slide is suddenly everything spawns in front of me and a statue is, is like, a statue is like mid stomp and I am trying to like hit mono wall. <laughs> I feel like in this case, your statues are akin to the overhead projector of the early oh, elementary man. school experience or middle school or high school experience of the overhead projector, where is a clear, transparent film laid down on a, a big light screen that got put on a, on, a, on a wall or something, and just you move to the next uh, piece of transparent film, and it's like, oh, there's the next statue move. It was serious. It was, it was more than 25 seconds of like stillness between every action. So, like, I, I played tonight, and I'm surprised I hit any magic bursts, because that was all guessing. And just just watching everything spawn on the screen simultaneously, like, I, I almost cracked my pants. <laughs> like, there there was just suddenly everything, and it was terrible. Almost cracked my <laughs> pants. Oh, yeah. That's man. the true level of epitome of content in this game. Forget the anniversary. SC needs to make more things that make <laughs> us crap our pants. That's right. You know, Odyssey doesn't quite make me crap myself enough when I lose to it. <laughs> Why is everything right here? Fucking magic evasion down on Arabati. Terror, 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 terror. Oh, crap my pants. Do you ever had those runs oh. where you get magic evasion down and every move terrors you for 15 yes. seconds plus? It's just like, oh, this is a loss. Can't keep hate. 
yeah, a lot of times, like we we start by cheering, especially since we're killing Kalunga right now to to max out all our Sakpata. Um, we start cheering. It's like, oh yeah, cool. You know, magic evasion down, and then he terrors us for like fifteen to eighteen <sighs> seconds, and it's it's just terrible because everyone it is terrors, like. No so I tank um, Kalunga, and I tank him in the corner of the pillar there when you pull him down the stairs. Yeah. And everyone stands well behind him because you can avoid the fetters that way. Do you not avoid the terror that way? No, you don't avoid the weakness that way. Do you not avoid the terror that way? Uh, I actually, where we tank him, I actually just stand at max distance from him and the fetters never hit me anyway. Okay, so it's not just a behind thing. We fight him from behind and it doesn't touch us. Yeah, I fight him from behind too. I didn't know if the Um, weakness and, well, but the weakness gets you, but I didn't know if the terror still gets you back there. Oh yeah, terror gets us. That sucks. (laughs) We recently, uh, so basing our favorite Belgian boy, his, uh, Belgian waffles and deliciousness as he is. Waffles. Waffles. Belgian waffles. Um, I had some this morning. They're very fucking good. I made some great ones. That, you have to use spoiled milk. That's the trick. Use the spoiled milk, Fox. So we That's... had him because our guy, so our black mage, we've been doing Ongo Farms. Our black mage went on some team building exercise of drinking Negronis at his work and he sent us a like we're doing Odyssey or whatever, and when he says to tell like Negroni suck by the way, and and he was out the next night and the next night after that, so we've been bringing Basing because he stays up late because he has a bakery or something of that matter, so he's up late. Otherwise, no one would be up in Europe till fucking four in the morning unless they had nothing otherwise to do. And he, we he didn't have like he has all V fifteen wins, and we get him a V twenty win. So I go okay. So the guy who's also our only red mage generally because Carrot has it, but it's not geared. It was geared five years ago. It's not. It can't sleep stuff now, and she's not worked on it. So we I don't have that to sleep the V twenty yet. So we do a Kalunga V twenty, and <laughs> we have like four minutes in. We're at forty eight percent. We are fucking smoking and obliterating and just ripping the dick off of this Kalunga. We're just ripping his cock off and smacking him in the face with it, and he's just powerless to do anything. I have hate. He can't hurt me on Rune. I am prepared. Oh, I watched that one the other night. Everyone, like, we are rip, <laughs> we are jamming Kalunga's cock. He ripped his tail off, put both right up his fucking ass, and he's getting destroyed. And then, so we're forty percent the ads out and everything. We've known to sleep the ad. We normally would sleep the ad because we don't. We have a red mage. We don't have one this time. So we're like, okay, we're gonna let the ad hit us. So through all that, a weakness happens. The ads hitting us. All the DDs die. Bad sequence. Yeah, happens. It's like, well, we have we have ten forty eight left. It's like almost eleven minutes left. It's like it's a forty eight percent. He's got regen on, so that's a bad sign because he's got regen. Da, 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 da. The warrior lived. Everyone else is dead except me and the scholar carrying me and the bard's dead because they were fighting, I guess, or whatever. And I know the carrot actually lived. She had like red HP and lived. So the ads on her. So I'm like, I just like like table stops carrying people he's like oh let's just give up and i'm like because at the same time I'm like okay that's that's it guys we lost whatever and he stops carrying people carrot doesn't give up she starts kiting this fucking ad and like kalunga's not killing me so i'm still tanking him on bard and on bard on, on rune and she's kiting everything on bard right now so she has the ad that we couldn't sleep and the songs are still on me and table who has his ballads and the one warrior who's still up so we have us four fighting this kalunga at 48 percent with 1048 or so left in the clock and he's not like like basing's dead and he still needs his his first v20 win in this case because he has no static da, da, da. so i didn't think we were gonna win they ended up raising people and carrot kites this thing around with red hp the whole time this stupid fucking turtle this giggle she runs around the whole arena 
and tries to like run around once to give us songs and runs away to come back and try to give us one song again and run away so she doesn't get hit and killed. <laughs> she gets carried, of course, awful. but she doesn't want to. Yeah. yeah. But we end up beating this thing with like a minute left on the clock. And it's like, well, CG. <laughs> oh, it was like the That's greatest Kalunga win. Yeah, sweet. Don't give up. I mean, you guys had way too much time remaining to give up in that situation anyway. Like, even if it was I a full like it was it, you know, like like everyone was dead suddenly. I'm like, well, that's it. Yeah. When half your party dies in an instant, you go, oh, well, okay, good try, guys. <laughs> just means you maybe want to do something about the ad next time. <laughs> we didn't have anyone to sleep it. Like, we would have done that. In Kalunga V20, when you sleep the ad, is the easiest fight that Red Mage could even Savage Blade. Who cares? Just fight. Who cares? And it's the easiest fight in the world. It's just when you're not and you get everyone gets weakened for a second and then the ad's also there to do a TP move on you and stun you and stuff like that, then that's when that's when people die. You know, if you have a scholar there, you can actually predict um at seventy five instead of seventy four when it pops out. You can predict who it's gonna be on and just have that person go for a run uh, and just run away from it if you have to kite the thing. Yeah, no, and that would have sure been you might lose a DP, but everyone else would be alive, right? And then you don't have to sleep it because it should never catch that DD since they already have a head start. Yeah, that would have been more effective, but unfortunately, but it I, didn't occur, I, didn't, right? I didn't think <laughs> of that. And if I don't think yeah, of that okay. when we're fighting, people just fight because you're fighting, and that's how it goes. Because <laughs> I got to apply weapon skills even faster. That's now. how it works, man. <laughs> that's how part, yeah. like, this, my group is no it's different true. than a fucking pug group in this regard, where you know if things happen that you didn't plan on, you just keep fighting and weapon skilling, and that's about it. You know, you hope you kill it before you lose. Yeah, I mean, sometimes Kalunga will just turn and murder somebody because they pulled too much hate or something. It, it I happens. Felt didn't lose it. And it, it's funny because like one of our V19s got, got away from us and it murdered everyone but me because I was on Beastmaster and I snarled every 30 seconds. <laughs> wait, 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 V19? Was not, oh, I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically, every once in a while, we have our dude that's always on Warrior because he, he Mac trucks damage. And uh, he happened to Mac sure. truck too much. Yeah. And Kalunga turned and immediately full dispelled him. <laughs> and then from there, it like it just kind of kept going downhill because then we had our bard in His standing right worst, next man. to him, peeing for some reason. I don't know how many goddamn times they're going to cast Crusade and Phalanx in a run. This guy sucks. Yeah. Like the full dispel thing, they need to calm their bed on that one. It takes my food too. Or actually, Watch. no, he doesn't like, take my food. Arabati takes my food. His fault of spell takes everything but my food. Arabati taking my food is the worst. Like, so when it comes to a full dispel, I can understand a full dispel being like this climactic move that the, the NM can use, not something that's just on their ability list they can just kind of do whenever. Well, I think a full dispel being constantly available is kind of bullshit. It, it, it limits a lot of options and just... I think it should be part know. of aura only because on Kalunga he's very. I mean, it's yeah. not about how easy right. is to proc as an aura. It's, it's like the mechanic is like if it's Arab body, you do crit, you fucking proc him. If you don't do crit, that's part of your strategy failing. Yeah. So with, with Kalunga, you proc him with skill chains, and it's really easy to do. I mean, fell cleave to savage blade over and over again is is ultimate. You know, never ending skill chain. Same thing if you throw you know a great sword from a darkness or something in there. That's a detonation scission over and over again. With Felcleave being either, uh, we'll we'll make skill chains. Ultimately, we'll never have a problem breaking aura. Like his full dispel should be aura only. The full dispel on yeah. our body should be aura only to punish you for yeah. ignoring the mechanic. For, yeah, that that's the way you do that. But it's instead, they have him like yeah. do it anyway. It's like he gets an extra move during aura, but it's just like it's like it should be that move, and it just you go. it's really simple balance. And so and the anniversary is letting me down. 
<laughs> right. And, and Kalinga is one of the easier ones too, in that just the fact that even the easier one has an annoying move or whatever. And but yeah, really to circle back otherwise, to... but I mean, it should yeah. be designed. I'd be fine with them being a little harder if they designed that appropriately. But yeah, I, I mean, but but all I was really getting at is that you know, sometimes the fights can just get away from you. No one can they be do. perfect all the time. They do get away, even when they're in and then I'm not going to lie, like doing like sitting there doing like 25% of the damage because everyone else is getting raised and I keep snarling to my pet is a pretty good feeling. You know, but, that's when it feels really good to be in a job where you have certain abilities that make you really stand out for a second. You're going to lose anyway, but you feel really good to be in that job because you'd just be dead otherwise. And it's like, it doesn't matter if you're dead or not, but just to be able to be a beast for a second or, or like when the monk dies on pup and I'm on there on, on guy. And I, I have hate now, and I keep doing ventriloquy constantly to give it. When every time it re- resets the puppet, I give it back to the puppet. And like it just feels good for a second to be able to use that ability while still doing damage and trying to win the fight, and still winning the fight even. Uh, just being in that situation, same for pup as it is for beastmaster to vent or snarl. It just feels really good to be able to use a mechanic in a way you usually can't do it, and to be successful in a way that you're usually not successful. Yeah. And I think with whatever they're going to release, because I'm fairly certain they're going to release some kind of. Oh yeah, they're still doing missions. Even either way, uh, next up next month, they said there's more missions coming out, which is what I've said everyone for the episode title. I guess is that everyone they've released that they're going to make new Voracious Resurgence missions next month, and everyone's like, "But it's the anniversary. Fuck you." Whatever. Um, <laughs> I just hope that when they do it, that they add stuff that you can actually feel like you're playing your job on, like what you were describing with Enguy. Or like what I was describing with Kalunga and being oh, able to limit my amity and, you know, be a beast. Yeah, it just so, something where like it matters what what class you're, you're bringing because you enjoy bringing that class. And hopefully they do something at some point to address the fact that two of those people in your party, unless they really love the job, are going to have to be on like Bard and Geo. That's just how it is. And I like being the Bard and the Geo. Like I would gladly do that. But sometimes I have to be on other jobs. Like I, I'm also one of our most solid, if not our most solid tank option. You know, I have to be on tank if we are in anything ridiculous. And, you know, sometimes we can't afford for me to be on Barter Geo as much as I would like to be on Barter Geo um, or White Age, you know. So if they just provide us more options, like I like that they've recently helped move us away from my white mage only and on to other jobs. And I think natural levels really helps Which with that. Which reflect my conversation about scholar versus white mage over the, the months yeah. slash year. Yeah. And, and I hope they do that same treatment because they've clearly demonstrated they can do that with at least one job that they do that with the stuff that Bard and geo provide a party to. And to a lesser extent core, because the core, the buffs from core are fairly mandatory at times also, especially for reaching some of these ridiculous pedifs we have to deal with. That's, you know, the attack you get from core is pretty insane. So it's frustrating that a job like Bard, which can provide the most ultimate buffs in the game next to Geo, of course. Five of them. Yeah. And, and they're unique, too. Like, you can get Scurzo yeah. and all that stuff. I also feel like Bard, in order to help Black Mage out, if, I mean, I'm probably saying this in the Black Mage episode, how Bard should have buffs that also do magic attack bonus and stuff. But I feel like Bard should be focused, because at its base, without songs, Bard is a weak melee job. I feel like Bard and Geo themselves, how, you know, Geo gets Hexa Strike. It's so unique because only other White Mage gets his Hexa Strike. Oh, Hexa Strike's so OP. It's not. So 
<laughs> I feel like those jobs should have more emphasis, like more emphasis on the contributing. And yeah. the same way that you get Tandem Strike and stuff with Beastmaster, I feel like Bard and Geo should get, you know, I'm actually not AFK doing nothing ability, a trait. So when they're fighting, oh, they actually... <laughs> yeah, Savage Blade. Well, yeah, just it can savage, be Savage, savage Blade because it's the most effective thing they have from Nagling. But just the fact that the Bard or the Geo is engaged because you know, it changes things a bit just to have a benefit to being engaged. Because right now there's no benefit on Geo to being engaged in most fights, honestly. I mean, it's nice, but it generally I'm there's no surprised. benefit. I'm kind of surprised more haven't gone the way of Bard and, and had seeing more Geos go to the front line because if they aren't doing anything else, they could be meleeing. But if you don't um, have Idris Man, you can't they, melee. Exactly. The main thing that is the, that's different between a Bard and a Geo is that you have to keep the bubble alive. And that's less of an issue when you have Bolster going, but that's a huge issue if you're using Blaze of Glory. I felt that would have made a lot more sense if if um, Geo's weapon, instead of being Idris, was like a bell that had the same effect. And that would have been a lot better because you could at least use any club in the game. Like every Geo can't not use the fucking Idris. And it's actually... To be Imagine really forced into that weapon is really unfortunate, honestly. Imagine the the legion of geos that would shit an absolute brick if they released a bell that had, had that had uh, geomancy plus ten on it. All the ones who, who like got their Idris <sighs> and did you all know, those coalition six months, like they they would collectively shit the bed, and and it would be and the biggest fucking shit post on auction house since when they fucking replaced would. the relics and stuff when Adeline first came out. Oh, but honestly, man. honestly, if they did that. <laughs> It'd be a great way to balance the job because the job itself is broken in the fact that they released a weapon that is so important to the job. I know you can get plus seven on the neck. Great. That's that's wonderful. It's yeah. not plus 10. It's just really not. It's 30% less. It's really just yeah. not plus 10. <laughs> so they, they hamstrung. Like imagine any job in this game, Black Mage or Blue Mage. Like, like Blue Mage doesn't have to use Tizona. I will use Nagling. I will use All Mace, which I mean, even if you take that out of the equation, I will use Tizona, all mace. I will use Maximentius. I will use offhand TP bonus. I will use all these weapons on this job. I will use Bunzi's rod. I will use all these things. Black mage, etc. Thief. I have you know Twashtar. I have Aeneas. I have Vajra. I have TP bonus. I have Gladys. I have Crepuscular. I have all these fucking weapons on a Geo. What do you need? You need fucking interest because it's the one thing that gives you the biggest boost of the job and to not lose all your TP constantly, which is not an effective melee item, obviously. Not that you would want to lose all your idle gear you have to have for your pet anyway on the job, which is completely hamstrung and broken or another job in this game because it can't do shit besides that, which is so important. It's just like it's absolutely crippling on that job. Yeah, and, and it's also prey to just absolutely awful TP sets. Yeah, just that's like Bard. Yeah. Bard's TP sets are garbage, straight garbage. They're not as and, bad as Geos. Uh, Geos are pretty bad. Also, yeah, Geos are actually worse, yes. Um, because one of your straight faced one of your straight faced options is wearing enough gear in such a way that you can use Jackery slops in your TP set. <laughs> like that that's part of it. My one or two percent haste in my legs are really carrying me through. Like Yeah, marinate on that shit. Like you have to wear the Gazu bracelet just to offset that shit. Nayame doesn't even solve the problem for the jobs. Like Nayame's supposed to be yeah. the thing that for all jobs, but it really doesn't solve the problem for Geo. Well, for A, it, a, it might, actually. Um, path A, but you can't ever sacrifice Path A, especially on Geo, because you want the weapon skill damage for your Black Halos, right? <laughs> so, 
I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, or actually, all that case, extra weapon skill damage AF and relic you can use for Geo to really contribute in the front line. Because you know that really helps. Because I I, I have a Makilla for Geo. I, I have a Makilla and I never use it. Wait, you that that's the illusion. I'm almost club? never going to be building. No, a Makilla is the TP bonus club. Oh, it's a TP. Okay, I thought it was like the uh, the machine. Yeah, so like, so you use Idris main hand. I thought it was the Makilla off. Weapon. Yeah, and you you basically you spam judgment is is the world you live in, and it's okay. Like I actually go out and solo on Geo sometimes and do that. And there's other stuff too. Like you can pretend you're a red mage and you can do uh, magic weapon skills pretty effectively because you're in control of your own bubbles. Like there's a lot of cool stuff you can do on Geo. Um, the the main problem is that your TP set is such ass that you're almost always better at trying to force a roll on the job that doesn't even have native skill. So, so I'm personally very excited to be an ML30 Geo so I can sub scholar and have real healing magic skill um, instead of gimp ass, you know, Geo sub white mage. And I should be more excited about being able to go clubbing because it seems like the job was designed to go clubbing and it just doesn't. Yeah, man. And it's nice, too, because I appreciate Odyssey. I talked it's a great length about how I'm so excited that players are forced to play differently for once. You can't all rely on Sub-Dragoon on NM, or you can't all rely on this or that other thing. Like, not every bar is going to heal the whole fucking group for the whole fight. So it, like, makes jobs play in a completely different way, which is great. But at the same time now, that being the premier endgame, because they've been stalling, which I'm fine with, but a lot of people aren't. They've been stalling for more content from Voracious Resurgence in the anniversary and whatnot they haven't delivered on higher. They've been stalling and they haven't brought that to the table. The master levels are nice and they're great, especially for the V20 content, you know, where you need those extra points on certain jobs, honestly, to meet the DPS check at times or to make up for certain people in your group. Like, it's not mandatory. You, you, know, you can do any art, you know, V20 fight at, at master level zero, but it really helps a lot, honestly. So, like, they're at odds between a system where you can't use a sub job and a system that they've released after the fact that makes you use more factors of a sub job. Yeah, that does seem backwards and awkward um, that they would do that. Uh, I, I, you know, the main jobs do gain quite a bit from those thirty master levels, but I think the thing everyone was most excited for was the implication of what sub jobs do. And then they have an event because um, they have you a really know, end game that keeps you from doing that. So it's just really paradoxical almost sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, your segment farms get cooler, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, it's important considering that's the, the premier thing. And it does take like it's not a lot of work to cap the whole set if you have a regular group. But if you don't, it's a lot of work. So you want the points to fail, I guess. I mean, even failing is that much consequence because the way they built the point system, you, as long as you use a monglifier, if you don't, you're fucked. But as long as you use an amplifier, you're you're really good to go. Which is what confuses yeah, me, too, about Naomi rank zero everywhere. Everyone has R0 Naomi everywhere because they just fucking bought it, which confuses the fuck out of me because you unlock R15 from V0. Go win. kill V5 Bumba. Yeah, v, like V5 Bumba's fun. Yeah. Like, it just confuses the fuck out of me. Everyone has R0 Naomi, and it's like, what is going on with this? It's You, you unlock V15 from the first get-go, and you just, like, what? It's because they're paying the mercs that can't kill anything else. 
Yeah. And they think that it's like some sort of great deal. And then they think they're also, they also think they're skipping the line when really they're just putting themselves further behind because they just aren't doing the content. Or they lose out. You need to do it. They lose the utmost respect. So this blue mage that came to the group today, they lost my respect for divergence. Not because they're like, oh, I read your guide. I, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I'm glad you read a guide that I made to try and help blue mages. And it's unique because other jobs, like blue mage is the job in this game that has between those two guys, the most information about playing the job, frankly. It's a job with a lot of things going on, a lot of spells. That, uh, it's a lot to, to learn with and tinker with, similar to Puppet Master, but in a different nature of not directly hindering your performance if you don't use the right attachments, because it can really fuck you, or, or really help you. But Blue Mage has that going on, and it's like, I, I didn't lose respect because it's like, oh, you read my da-da-da. It's like, when the guy came and he wore a rawhide mask, and Jokri body and got blown up and didn't have any sets on. He had Nayame hands and feet or whatever going on. And he kept dying. And before he went in, I checked him. He's like, you can check me if you want. So when I hear that, I check someone. <laughs> and I check this guy. Oh, no. And he shows me his nuking set. And he's got like gifted earring and, and just various items that don't help. Gifted earring, for anyone who doesn't know, is the level 87, 89 earring from abyssia from mare the diabolos diabolos that drops the colorless souls is like 45 mp conserve mp plus three just off the top of my head because i used to use it forever on summoner and when i used to play that job many moons ago and i check them i'm like dude even a moldavite earring 47 which i'm also going off memory which happened to be correct which i was pleased with <laughs> even a moldavite earring and as I say these things too, it reminds me recently. Rook said, "Not everyone can be the the wiki like you can, Spicy." And it's like, eh, it's just because I've done it. And he, yeah, well, but it's it's available to everyone though. <laughs> it is, it is. While we're gathered, I go, dude. Even the moldavite earring would be <laughs> everyone earring can be yeah. for nuking than what you're using here. It's just MP and conserve MP it doesn't help you at all. It doesn't do anything, especially when you swap. That MP doesn't yeah. mean much generally. Unless you plan out it's spicy, that conserve MP and let me cast more. So the guy left in the middle of the <laughs> run with a gathering to go camp Mystic Maker Problix or what a Problix? <laughs> he went to go camp him in, in the Labyrinth yeah. of Unzozo while we're gathering to do diversions so he could get an earring. He was camping the Moldavite earring to go to our run. That was some shit that I, I never <laughs> thought I would have experienced in this day and age. And I still didn't lose occurred. respect for him because of that. I was actually happy. Like everyone says, oh, you're, he tried to you're an asshole. I was really happy. I, frankly, that was the most proud of that guy I was the entire time I had an interaction with him. I was the most – and Fox was in this run too. I, it would happen right before this fucking podcast. I was the yeah. most proud of him in that time because I'm like, this oh, guy yeah. is reading the guy that I put out. He wants to be better. He's trying to do better. He's – taking advice I directly gave him unintentionally, ironically, to go get better before the run here to try and be all... Like, he asked me the food he should have. He told me the spells he has set and what he thinks should have set. And he had some weird ones set. And I said, don't set Wild Carrot. Why are you setting Wild Carrot? Wild Carrot's Cure 3. he had full knowledge that this was an AoE divergence. Yes, yes. And, and so I'm still proud of him at this point. He's telling me his spells. He's communicating. This is everything we talk about. This is perfect. Like, like he tells me these things. I go, I told him, I go, wild carrots cure three. Don't use wild carrot. Use magic fruit. I said a couple times. It happened. I said it a couple times because it got repeated for some reason as if like there's a fucking echo. And like we go over his spells. I check his gear. I give him advice. He's camping the Moldavite earring in 2022. 
He's camping the fucking Moldavite earring while we're doing this. And we get in there. And before we joined, I said, your rawhide mask and your jockery body, you need a better DT set than that. You're going to get blown up. And we go in and he gets blown up time after time. He dies every 10. I thought he was going to do level. I, yeah, we every thought he was going to do level. He died so many times <laughs> over and over again. And then I said to Mattel, I go, do you not have a different idol piece to put in your head and body? And I go, I follow up that question with, how did you get Naomi? You know, he's got hands and, and feet or whatever on. How did you get that and not get head and body? And he goes, this is when I lost respect for him. And at this whole, like, I was so proud of this guy. He was everything I want a player who's learning to be and to grow and da 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 hit my cork against the table here. I saw the cork in my hand. And he goes, I only bought the hands and feet for my character because it's the only weapon skill damage pieces I needed for samurai. And I just lost it. It's the only pieces I needed for samurai. Oh man. I can't. I just I just can't. There's there's a lot wrong with that. Because it's also very good for DT for Samurai. Yes. Any job. Yes. Why would you not why at least you, an idol anyway. Yeah. Why would you not? Oh no. I can't. Yeah, that's that's kind of concerning. <laughs> I was so proud of this guy, man. I was so proud. It was everything I've I've built and strived to like help people to be, and I was so proud to see it. And then it just fucking fucking cow pie in your face. I mean, I'm sure he'll get better. I'm like this guy has all the makings of improving from this. He point. saw your dream and dropped trout. <laughs> dropped trout. He's got all the makings. He of saw your dream and this. just dropped trout. Like and, and I could yeah. I, I feel bad I don't I honestly I feel nothing about this event in particular because like at this point like you have no Nayami besides those pieces for samurai why would you do that and I we talked about this like if you air everything out to me beforehand you talked to me about everything beforehand and we talked about this and I mentioned something and you don't pay attention to it that's on you like he asked me what food he should use everything so this like we talked about the spells like four times. <laughs> So I even mistyped the spells of someone who sent so, me a tell. For the people who think that he'll get past this, but it's just like mm. so. For the people who think that we're like ragging on his gear specifically in this situation, that's not the case. In this case, we're talking about a dude who has died on every single pull in divergence, and did not realize that he needs DT in any situation, but instead just wants to go with more damage instead. He had R fifteen because he uh, wanted these hands for R fifteen cloak from Unity, the um whatever cloak for nuking damage. I use that cloak R fifteen. I forget it's from the uh Ant um, Antikin, I forget what the name of it is. It's not crepuscular, obviously, it's from Shimmer. Yeah, it's it's not directly the gear that we're making fun of right now. It's the decisions that led up to that gear. That's what we're talking about. Like that's and and this is not elite shit, you know. Like this would have been acceptable if he didn't die constantly. And um, the skill chaining. But I, I guess sometimes you just have to join. And well, yes, there was also other issues. I too. had to send him a tell. I I like I told him not to do that, and then he did it again and did it again. And I just sent him a tell. I go, dude, stop fucking skill chaining. Ruining this skill is a recurring theme, man. What is it with DDs not understanding how fucking skill chains and magic verse work? We told him we were doing that. We go magic. look. I said we're doing this. We're magic doing magic. It's fundamental. Over. Fundamental, yeah, it's in the outline. Yeah, it, it it's fucking fundamental, and we communicated it. <laughs> like, what's hard to realize 
hey guys, weird, this NM is taking a lot longer to kill. That black mage is burst to death for cap damage, and the mob didn't die. Maybe I should interrupt the skill chain. <laughs> Clearly this mob is different, and maybe you should slow your fucking roll, right? So it, It's just about awareness. We told just, them, just play better. and even in the yell, we said that we're building an AoE magic run, and we want DDs with Cataclysm or a low and edge thief, da 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 and and scholar and blue mage that are the things that are going to do magical damage. We go for black mage even, which naturally got us no fucking black mages, yeah. of course. And we told him, "I go, we're going to do AOE. which is kind of a shame." <laughs> yeah, it was, but I'd be kind of afraid of what we get. So we're not going to like Fox. Well, you, you, you wouldn't would, expect him to have a status. Yeah, well, you and I are like black mage anomalies. We're walking through a fucking like we're walking through <laughs> Times Square in like the seventies with the porn shops everywhere, and we're like two fine dudes walking past this stuff. Nonetheless, we told them like like we're doing we're doing we're doing a we did yeah before fucking Rudy Giuliani came in and cleaned it up and then went fucking crazy and betrayed everyone. So <laughs> we're, we're, we told him we're going, we're going to do magic AOEs and everything <laughs> before he was melting oil in front of the Four Seasons landscaping. So <laughs> it's fun if you pay attention to politics, folks. Uh, we told him we're doing magic AOEs and everything. And then for the NM Basing, who's on Ninja, who's fucking Basing the fucking godsend of this run, doing skill chains on Ninja for his multi-step Rin, Retsu, and then I come in on Pal- um, Paladin on Black Mage and do Shatter Soul to do Darkness, and he does He for a four-step Darkness as Fox in the background, who is backing up Curing and Nuking on Black Mage. His world. Yeah, and, and I'm Nuking Comet and doing Death as well in this run, and then using a Cold Acumen for more um, Merker set and to restore my MP, and, and if it's an enemy, I can Asper, I Asper, da, 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 do more you know Cold Acumen, do another Merker, da, 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 and, and Skill Chain, etc. And this, this nice complex chain. We told him we're going to be doing this. We told him the NM is going to be skill chain magic burst only. And then when we go to the first NM, it's like, guys, weapon skilling, da 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 da. Stop it. Stop it. Yada, yada, yada. Get the fuck out of here. So <laughs> that happens, that. And then the next NM happens, and then it's fine. And then the next NM after that happens, and he's back to doing it again. It's like, what is this? A reprieve between NMs? You just, you just come back and you start doing the same shit again we told you not to do. And so I sent him a tell stop fucking interrupting the skill chains. And then, of course, that. Because he, he read the chat log. I'm lucky enough that he was one of the pug people that could read a chat log. He stopped doing it, but it's just like you're you're on. You sound like me. <laughs> you're on a guy asking if you should wild uh, carrot. You're, I was so fortunate. He agreed. You're on a guy asking if you should wild carrot. Do you think your weapon skill is the most important thing right now? Get the fuck back line. Just throw out some some fucking anvil lightning. Stop the counter, please. There's a ninja doing important there, things. There Can't are, you see? There are reasons and situations where you would where you would zerg in dynamics. Like it's a, it's a perfectly acceptable strategy. Yep. But you should be able to identify that when a black mage is nuking for damage singularly, Captain. that you are causing in six weapon skills, you should probably just let the black mage do that. You know, as they say in the Lord of the Rings, Fox, <laughs> but not this day. Oh. And I'm, I'm not a Lord of the Rings nerd, but just for some reason, those, day. <laughs> some of those quotes keep coming up. You don't seem like you would be. I'm not. No. Yeah. Well, I, it, it, it comes back to something that I've really been cracking down on, like awareness wise lately for this, as far as this game's concerned. And that's just combat awareness or just situational awareness as a whole. Um, I think that that's a huge area that needs to be improved upon when it comes to like DDs and tunnel vision. Like I've had some, some discussions about it in the discord and it's something that I, I try to bring up on podcasts now. 
because it, it's something that if people are listening, they can identify that, hey, maybe this is a bad behavior that I have that's causing less damage overall because I think I need to, you know, measure the size of my penis according to my parse at the expense of the group's parse. Um, guys, the group parse is far more important than your own. You know, if, if, if you can identify this as a, a, a bad habit that you have and fix it, please do. So because it's going to make your group stronger. So we had a group when um, Jamie was out of town. He like had to go bang his wife or he was out of town or business. Da, 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 and he came back the next day and said, oh, that's cool. Well, that's what happens. He goes, I'm going to bang my wife tonight, guys. I'm not coming. And when he goes, he bangs his wife and we do the run anyway. So that that's how a functional static works. So he goes and does that. I mean, and the next night he comes back. Like we, probably were, do both. we replaced him that night <laughs> with someone. And because I'm yelling veteran, of course, I get the utmost veterans. I got someone guy, his name, if I could recall it, if I saw it in game, I know it immediately. It was just like, this guy's like an infamous elitist kind of guy. And he's like, we clear the entire floor with my static, but my static's not running. So I'll come to you guys who are missing one person, your static levels, you know. And this this guy, he's on Warrior Savage, but only because he doesn't want to do more damage. And... We kill everything. It's like we get 12.5k segments. We get 1.4 mil at the end. So he was also only weapon skilling. He was also, he was, so he goes in and he just weapon skills every single mob and changes targets. So we get this guy who talks about how amazing he is, only uses Savage Blade, comes in and weapon skills every single target and then changes targets. So we have so many targets with like, 20% 20% life. That's so bad. It is because everyone else is like doing nothing now. Your weapon's going like 10% of a mob now. It's like, why would you want everyone else to, to weapon skill 10% of a mob? So the guy comes in. Also, that, that causes hate issues too, where, where like that guy is now has the attention of like three plus mobs. He made sure <laughs> to stand on top of me so that the mobs would not be out of range to lose TP. He was very aware. Okay, okay. So at least he was aware. But you know, that was just a case of people come and they just get involved in stuff and no one's paying attention to anything besides themselves. And there's like that guy that came, the DPLA, oh, the whole point of that I think was the fact that he goes, when I do my runs, we get eight mil plus DPS even on myself. He he said eight mil plus. So we've talked about eight mil plus plus plus. We've talked about five oh, no. mil. That was the point. We talked about five mil. We talked about six mil. This guy's like, I've made eight mil DPS before. And he came and we got 1.4 mil gil. We got over 12.5 mil segments in a single run. Rune, Warrior, Dragoon or Dark Knight? Jamie was missing, so it was Dragoon. Dragoon, Bard, Core, Scholar. We got 1.4 mil, 12.5 plus mil segments. And this guy... It's like I do eight plus mil deep. No one did even like he did like barely six mil DPS. Okay. So it's Yeah, that's where a warrior usually is. Yeah. So it's usually around like five point five, right? Five five to six is really good if your group's good. If your group sucks and you're doing eight mil, it's because your group sucks. So when you come to our group and your DPS is completely spread out, it's combat situational awareness where the alliance DPS outweighs the individual person's contribution. And like this guy was all like, oh, I I guarantee you we did just as well as their group without like he says they were absolute full clear. We did a full clear of everything besides the bottom of the first floor. Like we killed everything because this guy was, uh, you know, Lucy Lou, I want to fight everything as fast as possible, which helped. Of course, as soon as you engage in a mob, the faster you engage, the more damage you do. So it's it's a matter of 
pressing your calculator enough times until you can engage in weapon skill. Da, da, da. So it's really an unfair advantage if your group is not trying to fucking burn their fingers and, and the nails off of their fingers and their keyboards, then yeah, you're not going to do that. But just the, like there's no eight mil and there's no combat situation winners without paying attention to what everyone else in your party is collectively doing. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know. I, I, I'm critical of the people who just immediately switch targets like that. Like, I, I think that's kind of not a good way to do it. It hurts everyone else's parse. So it may help your own DPS, not Alliance DPS. It depends on if everyone's savage blading. You end up with phantom parse situation yeah. very easily. That's but why it, That's why Chongo is better, but everyone thinks it's not because of the fucking phantom parse damage. They think that, uh, you know, the extra savage blade damage on HP didn't exist was far superior DPS when it's just not. It's really good. It's just yeah. not the best possible. And I mean, taking a mob to 10% with Savage Blade is not anything that's impressive on its own. Like, my bard does that. <laughs> Blue Mage does that. But no I, one asks for Blue Mage you, parties. I can tell you, there's been a lot of situations where I, I watched uh, Norcris engage a fresh mob and then use upheaval, and then he auto-targets the next mob. So, clearly, it's doing something. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, I... I, I people just want to use Savage Blade, I guess. Uh, whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think those sort of people are kind of insufferable. So it's because it's so simple, Fox. It's an easy to get weapon. You can throw a shield on super easy. You just throw on basic gear and you just go and spam. It's the most um, play doh kind of configuration where you need a key to a door. So you put a bunch of play doh in a, in a plastic mold in there. Uh, There's uh, your key. There's your play doh. True. So that's why they do it, because it's the easiest uh, plug-and-play configuration, I guess is the easiest way to say that. But you, you know, know what the second easiest is? What's the second easiest? Getting a chank. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, for as much as it takes to farm a shiny weapon, unless you get lucky on the drop from a Zeta Tier 3 or doing a Montrove, which I recently got lucky on a Montrove in Mimali Kurgos, which has been nice for Ango on my Runefencer. Outside of those lucky getting a mm. Gasterian out of like 20 orbs kind of things that you do, or getting really random on a neo Nizal Isle campaign that you don't bother to do because it's fucking Nizal Isle. That's why you asked me if Gasterian was a uh, was a pulse weapon. I knew it was. I just was surprised to see it. I think I was more asking about the blink. Yeah. <laughs> when you yeah, say, yeah, yeah, I got you. When you say that I asked if Gasterian was a pulse weapon, you made me sound like a fucking drooling idiot. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess like not all the context was there, but I was kind of surprised by the question too. So I was like, "Yeah, man, should I go find <laughs> it at this point?" <laughs> I know I'm not. I'm, I know I'm not that smart, but that just makes me seem, you know, <laughs> really extraordinarily dumb. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was I was surprised by the question. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not that great, but geez, that just makes me sound like fucking Reddit. <laughs> Is this a fucking pulse weapon? I don't know what it is. A pulse weapon asks his mom. Oh no. Where do upgrades come from? You know, know, we we had set out with the intention of talking about (laughs) the anniversary the the update a little bit, but I guess there's just there's not that like the idea of talking about the update is better than actually talking about it. Because like we don't have anything. It's like when you see I don't know, like do we really have anything for it well yes and like, no yeah yes and no we have the worst threat of the week for that fox the worst threat of the week so there's the mirror thread where i'm yeah, a, a morbidly obese I, I do with keep tabbing issue. back to it yeah. 
Yeah, uh, morbidly obese of the thyroid issue and all these other things that don't exist. Um, we have all those great threads of the week, the best threads, in fact, the absolute tops that you could possibly get from this fucking community. That does not want to pull itself up yet. Can you tell me how to get? But you cannot top the suspense. <clears throat> the suspense box. The update's one thing. But it's like the suspense of a big titty goth chick. You can't top the suspense. It's just a big titty goth chick is the tops right there. So between that and the update and talking about doing stuff in this game, that's just like the big titty goth chick. The update and the anniversary, that's just like Mr. Rogers. It's like, you know, it's there. Everyone knows about Mr. Rogers. But how about that big titty goth chick, though? How about it? Everybody likes the big titty goth chick. So worst threat of the week. Big titty gotcha. Is this the one where you can plug Sesame Street into one of the asteroids? Yes, this is the one. This is on. <laughs> I was really excited about that. This is on FFX. In a stupid way. <laughs> I think I even linked this to Rooks and he said something. What, what did Rooks say? What did Daddy say? So <laughs> I, I linked that to Rooks, that thing that you're talking about with the asterisk Sesame Street. And he said, I mean, comma, this is what they do. FFXIH performs a valuable public service by keeping these people contained. It's better for the world, comma, and it's better for them. Wow. That's what Rook said. I love this guy. Oh, man. It's great because he's aware. <laughs> he's aware of what's happening. Yes, he is. And, and it's great because he's, you know, he's resigned to be the guy of Oz, where he used to try a lot on the auction house website. And he's just, he has a family. He's approaching 50s. You know, it's just like, what the fuck does he care at this point? This guy has put more dues in than any other fucking person can bitch about what the 20th anniversary is or whatnot. This guy is is beyond repute but at this point. And he's got a family. He's got other things that are important. He's got a real career. And he's still spent time on this. And he's still, you know, he's not working on it. But if anything breaks, this guy's going to fucking burn the midnight oil to make sure that we're all content and able to use it. Because that's the kind of upstanding uh, gentleman this guy is. So I love the fact that he thinks everyone is shit because they are. I mean, uh, he he did not say that, of course. He, he didn't say that. He says that Auctions performs a valuable service by keeping these people contained. Quote, keeping these people contained. It's better for the world. Yeah, and it's had, better for them. He had classier things to say. Yes, he said he said that things. He, that, is the, that is the utmost level of scorn I have heard from Rooks. So this is why you turn into this podcast, to hear Rooks' comments. Yeah. Uh, so, worst threat of the week. We go to this. Fox, I think, do you want to read this post from Sandra with two A's at the end of Siren Server with the Spanish, what is that, the Spanish flag? Or is that like Aritmus on Aragonian? So if my internet holds out, yes. And so yes. put expletive for what am I? What, uh, am I just going to say expletive? Just I was going to ask you, like, what word did expletive. you want me to use? Expletive? I mean, oh. you could say shit. I, I think shit might be funnier for me. So just say shit, because I think expletive is funny for me, but I think shit's perfect for I, me. I don't, I don't care who this person's responding to, because it's, it's like... It's celebrant which means something to us. But, I, whatever. I, 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 based on what this actually says, I don't think it matters. So, yeah, <laughs> celebrant says, so we evolved from expectations, in quotes, end quotes, to demands, lists, or straight-up rebuilds with no commas. And and this person is very passionate on Auction House about saying how this game should be. So, Fox, please read us the worst thread of the week, or worst post of the week, in fact. <clears throat> I have been playing since 2007. Quote, coming and going, end quote, like everyone else. I have been present 
and all the mistakes made by the Final Fantasy XI dev team, which have buried the title. In bold, you're going to eat the whole story of the bold quote, expletive, not bold quote, bold of the FXI dev team did. Marinate on that. And bold. And, uh, and bold. And I hope you have the balls to read them. Just bold. As you have the balls to insult me, okay, law. End sentence. <laughs> Bullet point one. In 2010... This is, this is point one. Bullet point one. In 2010, quote, SE, end quote, was desperate to make the game more, quote, casual friendly, quote, bold. <laughs> FXI had the reputation of being the most hardcore MMRPG. MMRPG. No, oh, massive multiplayer RPG, where raising a character from 1 to 75 was a torturous, terrifying journey and bold that only diehard fans will complete. Next sentence. The JP or the dev JP are naive and think that the world will behave with quote respect, capital R, as end quote, as they do in their country. T now it's, all, it's subtle racism. They rest bold. Yeah, the, the whole they is not actually bolded. Never expect that the quote all caps still bold gringos end quote. We're going to give their friends a level 30 chance of a, quote, leech, end quote, XP in Abyssia that way, and bold. But since they saw that, people liked it, and many resubscribed, they didn't cover the bug. This, quote, completely removed, end quote, one of the qualities that made FXI so special, bold, all caps, fiercely destroying and caps still bold the level up <laughs> bullet point two in bold your sex fantasy hyphenated returned to fxi quote tanaka end quote giving him con the controls of fxi again and having annihilated ff14 making ff14 dash ver2 in pirated version and thought <laughs> ne next line Void Watch was fun, but ruined. Bold, bold, all caps. Still bold. It was it with the proc system. Only a quote, all caps. God hyphen tier nerd, god tier nerd, end quote. Would say it's fun to proc, um, end bold and interrupt DPS. Legion and Dynamis hyphen. They were just quote okay, end quote. <laughs> As Tanaka. Could not recover all the players, all was capitalized, but not bolded. That's very important. That were lost with Abyssia. Quote, they ran, begin bold, through the back door, kicking him in the butt. And quote, to the expletive expletive outside of my company. End bold. Bullet point three. Seekers of Adulin comes out as an expansion, which was B, not bold. But finishing bold, beautiful, and difficult. It was oh, mid-core. It was mid-core. So capital M for some reason. Designed for strong all-caps link shell. No longer caps S. Link shells. Uh, this was where many LS infested with noobs saw their sad realities. And bold. You could 
only all caps defeat bosses with core plus bard. And even double rotation was needed. Having bold relic, mythic, and Empyrean weapons was essential. Quote, classic, still bold, and end quote, and ingenious, also quoted, strategies should be used. But they were not all caps zergs of 30 seconds, where one of the measures of the size of the expletive to see who won the parse. End bolt. Bullet point four. All the noobs went to official forums to cry, quote, it's too hard, end quote, my LS is dying, super unhappy face. That's two open parentheses after the the period for a mole after the period bold so square took the weapons i live no l system from quote wow giving them 125 to 150 combat skill end quote casually everything end bold so the eye level system was intruded from wow that also bold now killed the r M.E. weapons, and made true fans abandon ship. Holy expletive. Imagine losing a thousand hours of grind and ultimate weapons from the day to night become obsolete and bold. No period. No period. Bullet point five. The last Currently square, it is the last one, for those who made it through this. <laughs> Currently square exclusively makes content for six people. Any bold LS with groups of 10 to 15 people must be doing quote double runs end quote and it's super annoying much like how i'm reading this hiding like a expletive goes to cheat on his husband every noon is not fun end bold just to make content with your six friends sending the rest of the ls to the quote expletive street end quote. it also makes any or it also makes you Capitalize grind the same content for a minimum of two years and bold all the resources all also capitalize are spent on all caps and escape for getting it out monthly and bold instead of not releasing capitalized any update for six months and then oh and bold then releasing real content bold I could go on and I'm glad he doesn't. <laughs> But these are the things that put your our beloved FXI in the state where she is right now. And not bold quote, online RPG, but that part's bold, end quote, with multiplayer and bold, removing Dynamis Wave 3 and some Esha monsters. Period, space, bold, space, period. Period, space, space. Bold, this is a six-player game 99% of the time. No punctuation. <laughs> Last line and closing thought. Bold. Have a good day and please do not forget to take your Valerian plus Clonazepam before posting, K. And bold. Look, your hand and eyelids tremble. Don't get tachycardia. Thank you. I added the thank you because I felt like being polite. I I can't. I can't. I so that, that is, I, I intentionally made that just as painful for you to listen to as it is to actually read. Uh, space period no punctuate. Oh, like, fuck. the the use of the use of capitalization and bold throughout this is so fucking distracting. But you know, 
there's been someone posting on r slash world of fantasy 11 complaining about content not being suitable and having to do double runs i think this might be the same person and they have not posted like that oh man so does the person expletive go just to cheat on the husband every noon is not fun just to make content with your six friends sending the rest of the alice to sesame street because i really want that to be sesame street as an explosive hold on let me read this in the, in the spicy tone here let, let me oh, okay. let me get my jersey on here let, let me let me, let me oh, right, right. tab up a little bit here this is the fucking worst thread ever <laughs> so this is the comment that's been in the discord and everyone's like this is the comment that everyone's focused in on on it was five period dash as in to say they're somehow making a number bullet point five in using an appropriate punctuation for some reason with a period dash five period dash currently square exclusively makes content for six people any ls with groups of 10 to 15 people must be doing quote double runs end quote and it's super annoying hiding like a whore goes to cheat on his husband every noon is not fun just to make content with your six friends, sending the rest of the LS to the Sesame Expletive Street. <laughs> it's just blank. It's quote Expletive Can Street. Can you tell me how to get? <laughs> Can you tell me how to get to Fuck Street? What is Fuck Street? Can someone tell me on the map Fuck Street? Has anyone seen a fucking Fuck Street? Because you would have imagined by now, you would have seen a goddamn Fuck Street. And anywhere on the map of the continent of the United States, besides this person's fucking cerebral cortex. Well, there's a fucking Austria. <laughs> fucking, there's also a fucking in Germany. Okay, well, I just had to Google something This fucking about guy's that. cerebellum here is full of Fuck Street. So from what I can gather, this is a post expressing this person's disdain for the development team? Yes, the development team has been cheating on okay. us like a whore at every noon goes to cheat on her husband at lunchtime while not being able to do six-man content because apparently the barometer is ten-man content. Ten-man content is the content we've been missing out on. It sounds like when the uh, development team is going to go uh, cheat on, on her husband, it sounds like they're doing six-man content. <laughs> it sounds like they're doing duos. Unless they're into an orgy, I don't know, but it's probably two-man content. <laughs> they're probably doing with maybe a couple mules brought in to have some fun. Right, man. If we've learned anything... <laughs> Can you tell me how to get, how to get um, to, quote, fuck street? If quote? we've learned anything from clerks, it's that mules make everything better, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> Six to ten people in a row? In a row. I don't know. Double I, runs. I, I, double runs i don't get how people can be this upset like like so upset that they lose any semblance of a thought that they're providing and decide to put it in like multiple versions of like bold and not bold i i I don't understand how this can make someone so upset so if i click on my history here (laughs) on reddit on the laptop well you clearly know because you get this shit all the time yeah yeah i i got i've been getting the moderator posts of of things i got i got some pms too over the mirror thing about how let me let me read this exactly oh and by the way this this post occurred um yesterday <laughs> yes yesterday. this is not an old post yesterday it was on fuck street oh good let me just click and this yesterday screen. being the 22nd to date the episode Oh, man, this person has a history of using bold and not bold. Oh, God. That's so awful. I've never seen so much bold. 
Oh, apparently I got an email here from Afania about uh, potential podcast topics, core progression, and minimum requirements. And it was about a, a long-winded thing about Corsair. Okay. But the message here was, and I quote... I scrolled down. They, they, just before you do that, I, I scrolled down and, and this dude is just like quoted that entire thing I read. And it, the very first line is, oh my days, what a wall of utter shite. <laughs> But go ahead. <laughs> hold on, hold on. What is this thing linked in the fucking Discord now? It just happened. Apparently it happened two hours ago. I didn't even see it. Someone made a Spicy Ryan Notorious Monster page on BG, and it has leader of Asura. <laughs> is this funk words? Oh, God. Is this, tell me it's funk. Let me, I got to go to BG right now. This is derailing what I was looking at. I did not know. What is this fucking page? What is this trash? We don't need this trash in the world, please. Is it in the trash channel? It's in the trash channel, yes. And and for those who don't know, now Discord allows people to make uh, sock accounts they can move between rapidly. So I'm going to have to transition to Discord to anyone who makes a sock account and joins and does not talk for enough period of time has access to nothing besides the initial joining channel because after the nonsense of Charitou and, and whatever the fuck nonsense just happened recently of uh, someone joining while apparently having a, a yeehaw laugh at their friends in a voice chat. And it's like, let's see if we can join and tell Spicy we love him and see if he says something stupid. After that nonsense of joining on mules and stuff, we're going to have to uh, segregate the Discord because it's a, it's a nice place and we're keeping it nice. Uh, to anyone who joins on all these fucking sock accounts that sends a post out and just, like, just sits there and lurks and says nothing besides reposting screenshots of us talking, which is weird. Uh, we're gonna have to like make a separate channel so these people do not have access to anything. So, otherwise, let me type. Let me look at the recent changes. Someone better. Someone has already killed it. <laughs> someone and someone edited the open sesame page for. Can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? But we should probably link it to that person if they can figure it out. I hear that's where their husband is. Kara came out to tell me in her, her nice panties that uh, I should cut that out because if I say that, then she's telling me to shut the fuck up, <laughs> that the Slack accounts will say one or two words and get in. And no, it will not be automatic. I will let people in manually. Mm-hmm. I do not see this page. So someone went to the effort of editing this page to make a screenshot to post it without actually submitting this page. Anyway, oh, okay. back to... Where was I before this now? I guess I was distracted by this fucking spicy Ryan thing. It was the uh, PM I got. Mm, okay. to, to, cock, to, to cap this whole thing off here. To cuck this whole thing off here. I do like how you have a TP attack called Suboptimal Blast. <laughs> I feel like that's fitting. <laughs> Suboptimal Blast. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Are you reading the fucking screenshot? Of the, oh, yeah, I am. Oh, I'm going to have to read that. Gotta, Why was that not saved? You to get this. This thing. Uh. So after the whole Miryu flailing thing, outside of the guy from Wayne's World sending me nonsense, I got from the Blunt Love Doctor, who I've just banned and blocked at this point. Uh. Disabled and obese? Hmm? If you died, nobody would care, and it would probably be a plus to the world. Wow. Which is a response two and a half months later to the PM that they sent me before. So it took, eh, it took I don't know, two man. and a half months to tell me if I died, no one would care. I mean, sometimes you wake up in the morning and realize that that thing has been on your to-do list for two months and that you should probably you know, get it done. 
<laughs> I don't fucking know, man. Send part of my paycheck like, to Ukraine. Was... I'm ready to die. Please do it for me in PMs. Please. How? I don't know. <laughs> I'm your I'm your fucking co-host, and I don't think you're important enough to send death threats to. <laughs> I don't think I'm important enough either. So the first one, they were responding to that. I said, don't be jealous as a response to the thing from two and a half months ago where they sent me a PM. This is the response. That was their response to this PM two months later was they sent me a PM saying, wow. And it says, makes sense that you made your own FFXI Reddit sub to cock ride your own post. <laughs> oh, cock. to cock ride it, huh? Yeah, it got a little cock ride. Scared to actually visit the official FFXI sub because people know you're nar- a narcissistic asshole. Laughing my ass off, 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 off. And I said, don't oh, be cool. jealous. And that was the response two and a half months later to uh, that, that response of don't be jealous. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> the whole moral here is, and this is not a forced thing, this is just me thinking at this point to continue it. When people talk about what they expect from this game and the anniversary and why this, this episode is so ridiculous, which is hilarious, frankly, in my mind, <laughs> is that when people mm-hmm. expect things outside of just logging into the game for what we have, you know, SC's done. Uh, so I've been called a white knight in our Discord for SE, and I am not a white knight mm-hmm. for dis- for SE. I'm really not. I, I, they've really done a substandard job, and I'm not defending them. What I am criticizing is the expectations of others. And if you don't find this game fun, don't play it. You can always come back to it. But the whole point of this is that the PMs or posts and the expectations, whether it's Sandra there on Auction House, which is a weird double A, or anything else, is that people get these, like, it's good to love the game. It's like having a relationship. It's really good. But if someone says your chick's not attractive, you don't sit there and make a five-point post about cheating on your husband at noon as a way to make a point. You just don't. It's just yeah. if you if that's what you do to make a point, then your expectations of this game are out of whack. And if your expectations are out of whack of this game, your feedback and what you have to say about this game, it's not valid and not needed and not important. It's really not. And I know it's minimalizing and bullying, and and Brenda was right, which is a meme that has to be discussed. Oh. <laughs> Brenda was right. Uh, mm-hmm. But just really, when it comes to the anniversary, for all we talk about in this podcast, Fox, you and I, and talk, like we talked about Monk in this episode, and talked about Odyssey, and bringing Black Mage, and we didn't talk about Farsha yet. We didn't even talk about Farsha. That's true. Like I actually addressed that at the Fucking very beginning. Of two hours for Farsha. So, like all these yeah. things, we have fun just doing these random. Like I've geared out jobs. I I've I've made guides. I've edited the wiki. I've made videos. I have a podcast. I like all this fucking nonsense. Me 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 me. So I've done these things, and I have fun playing this game. I can come home. I can have dinner. I can eat some fucking salmon on pumpernickel bread with fucking chives and sweet mustard or something delicious. Because you should really have pumpernickel bread with your with your salmon. It's delicious with sweet mustard. So these things that you do and play this game afterwards and go get CP for 45 minutes before I have to do Odyssey, before I log off for the night, go to work or something again, because I'm a busy fucking person, what other people might think or not. And I have fun with this game. So I don't care. I don't care if my birthday's this month, which it is. I don't care if anything happens with this game or anything, as long as it's up, as long as I have fun. I don't care what happens. Because I'm enjoying it. 
Like, like everyone has these expectations, like they're going to make like this alliance content for Sandra and they're going to make chemist for everyone else. And they're going to finish this whole storyline in one month or something like that. And it's like these expectations, whether some of them like the voracious resurgence will always be met in time, they will come. But like, you shouldn't expect anything from this game. Like, I know it's very cliche to sit there and say, don't expect anything or expect the unexpected. But if you're having fun, what does it matter? what comes next yeah. as long as you're having fun and if you're not having fun that's the time to reflect and evaluate how you proceed forward because generally if you're not having fun there's more things that play than just the game obviously but there's nothing wrong with pausing the game people have quit this game in 2012 or 2010 or 20 to 2008 and then they sit there and make a fucking post on reddit i'm coming back like you can always come back to this game as long as it runs. And people thought in 2010 when they're making 14, oh, this game's going to end real soon. And fucking 12 years <laughs> later, the age of a child growing up from shitting itself to going to fucking middle school and almost, you know, being close enough to start really having a life and going to that school dance. Ha ha ha. Like in that time period of you thought the game was going to be dead from nothing to 12 years old, the game's still here. And whether you still enjoy it in the same way or not, because whether you like it or not, things change in this world and being able to accept that and adapt to that is part of living and, and, and actually having a fulfilling existence, you know, as a person. I mean, that's the way the anniversary is going to be. So, yes, people are disappointed that SC didn't. They hyped it up somewhat a year or two ago and this and that. And then they released that like nothing exciting's happening. And it doesn't mean that this is almost, this is a week away from the end of April at this point. There's no saying that it wouldn't happen, that something surprising comes out by May or they drop it on suddenly and like, oh, wow, that's cool. That'll be cool. Like they'll have like Mandragora is running around or some bullshit event and like some new job comes out and a new expansion. Like anything could happen. Everyone's excited. But until that happens, as much fun as we have in this podcast, is only a reflection of the fun that we had when we played this game together. Fox goes to school. He has his life. I have my life. I met my wife in this game. She has a life. She doesn't only play this game besides me, basically. Like, we just, we do these things and we still have fun in this game. And that's all you should want from the anniversary. Yes, there's a problem with the community. Yes, there's a problem with the RMT and the fucking bots and all this nonsense. And there's things that can be balanced and this and that. But all these posts about cheating on your husband like a whore on Sesame Street, on Fuck Street, because where the fuck is Fuck Street? Show me on MapQuest, on fucking TomTom, Tom, Garmin, and fucking Google Maps. Where is Fuck Street? <laughs> I mean, please, just enjoy yourself. I know what we want the most, and we're not going to get what we want, but that's the whole anniversary thing. It's just it's an excuse for us to talk like we always do and have fun, but the anniversary is coming. Whether we get nothing or whether we get something, we've already had everything. You know what I think is we're going to get for the anniversary? Spring costume? No. Fuck I think, I think you're going to team up with Ramza to spike flail Miru for the anniversary. <laughs> I'm making a new link show, Miru Defenders. Yeah, fuck them entirely. Just, that's just that's the real thing you, is get Miru, what you get and like it or get what you get and don't like it and uninstall Miru, you know, whatever Miru defenders just go have fun. yeah identify what's fun in your life and go do it so really all there is to it guys you know i'm a radical leftist and there's a difference between that reality which we live in and the game reality in which we play and there should be a big difference between what you expect from your reality and what you expect from your leisure and sometimes it's just a matter of 
looking at the same tree that you walk around on your daily walk or something or sit there and watch your cats try and climb up or something. Like These are things I do. So like whether it's the tree your cats try to climb or the tree you walk by on the way to go to the store to buy like a loaf of bread or something as I do. Like whether you look at that tree one way or a different way, it's still the same tree. But just because that same tree has been there for all these years doesn't mean that when the light hits it, when the seasons occur, when you're walking by it, it doesn't mean that that tree is the same angle you which you look at it every single time. And it's stupid the way I'm describing it, but it's a very basic premise that, you know, how you feel about things in general is how you feel about the things that you see. So maybe the game isn't the biggest issue here. And yes, we all want more. Everyone does. It's part of being human. So yes, we would all like the thing that we're passionate about to have more of this or that. But when it comes to the anniversary, maybe the tree that you've walked by so many times on your daily walk and enjoyment, maybe you need to appreciate that tree is still there and still the fucking dead and pulled out of the ground and just go about your life and not because you don't need this game to exist. It's just your leisure. So if you lost this game, what would change? Think about that and evaluate that. And make the most of the game while we have it, because the game will not be here forever. And whether it's the 20th anniversary, the 21st, or the fucking, maybe we'll get a 30th anniversary. Maybe we'll get fucking chemist in the 30th anniversary. And everyone will complain all the way till then, and fucking douchebag Errol will sit there and complain about how this game sucks, even though he subs to it and makes money to pay off a student loans without paying his fucking taxes, because he's an asshole. So maybe all these things will still happen in the future, and Auction House will keep those things contained as they always have. But the 20th anniversary is the same as the 10th anniversary and so on. It's just a good game that's unique in the space and we enjoy it. And I get to go Black Mage and have fun and learn things. And I'll talk about Farsha in a second and all these things. <laughs> and that's the 20th anniversary. That's the anniversary of this goddamn game. So yeah, all I need is Heavy Metal and Rift Sender. From Vergamir? No, for Farsha. Oh, for Farsha. Okay. So... So I I could probably get it pretty soon. Before Odyssey of the Night. Uh, so unfortunately, thanks to SC and the anniversary, blah, 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 the bots, you mm. can't go to the Poxhound still because they're being potted to no end. Yeah. It's somehow gotten worse than before because I, I asked Basin to go out there beforehand. And he goes out there and says, okay, there's uh, a bot at the camp between the two camps there. You have the two Poxhounds and the two Poxhounds before the ramp with all the big Poxhounds on the double-sided mm. ramp. And there's someone camping the two between there uh, with the ghosts and stuff. And then there's one camping all the pox down to the bottom. <clears throat> and you don't want it to sit there mm. and fight over them. So you have two different uh, groups of bots camping both bits of pox sounds there. And the pox sounds are nicer. <laughs> they take extra slashing damage. They take extra magic burst damage from fire and stuff. They explode. Yeah. Yeah. Hybrids hit them and they die. <laughs> so unfortunately, those aren't available. So as easy it is to go there, any slashing job, have a black man's magic burst that's fucking dead. When you go to the crawler's nest, which is always available, because for some inexplicable reason, every single time I go down there, without exception, since it's been released, every single time, there has not been a single person camping there on a Sura, the most populated server in this game. There has not been a single group camping on the Rumble crawlers. It's are, true. Yeah, I've never, ever, <laughs> ever. Yeah, I've gone on there like a dozen times since it's been released two months ago. Every the Helm Elytras. Yeah. No, right behind them. There's been one single time there was a group of bots camping the Helm Elytras. That was it. It's true, yeah. And that was it. That was one time. And the, for those two groups of camps that we fought and had like these 11 mil, 10 mil and a half CP uh, million per hour parties on, 
with a core and splitting up and having black mage and core and and ninja geo summoner etc magic bursting etc and all these things with bard pulling uh as great as those parties were there's like no competition there yeah. so i've lost my train of thought again going on about how great it is that there's no one there but still like like if this, i can this is all an extension of farsha oh yeah, yeah it's an extension of farsha so apologies so I get so wrapped up. You'll never tell me. I get so wrapped up in the anniversary. I get wrapped up in the fact that I have to go do these things because there's so many fucking bots at the box house that I can't just simply run out. It takes time to run out to that fucking camp, too. It's not like Crawler's Nest is pretty instant, honestly. You you warp in and you're almost there. You run for a minute. You're not even. And you're there. Uh, So you can't just kill it as easily as you can the pox hounds. So when we're fighting it, so, 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 needle and thread. We have to do more damage because you're not taking extra damage from slashing. You're not taking extra damage from nuking, and the mobs have extra HP because the Grumble Crawlers are one level before Poxhound level, so they're the same HP plus the Helmalitras are higher, et cetera, et cetera. So we had to throw together a ragtag group because I have about thirty to forty-five, maybe fifty-five minutes if I'm lucky or so before I had to go to my Odyssey group. So Basing always wants to CP, as do I. So he sends me PMs on Discord. He's in our Discord. It can be functional, people. He's the new table. He's great. <laughs> so he sends me tells you, want to go CP before this or that? And I go, yeah. And I get on Black Mage and I go to Carrot, who usually doesn't want to come on. I go, you want to CP? So we have Black Mage. He comes on Beastmaster with Farsha. Carrot comes on Ranger and brings just, you know, a mule or whatever. And then Table shows up. So now we have like, usually it's just Basic and I, just the two of us with trust and stuff. And it's okay. It's like three and a half, three mil an hour, which is... You know, one hour is a hundred job points using cape and, mm. and mules and stuff like that. It, it, that's pretty good. I'm happy doing a hundred job points than going to my event and like a hundred job points is a good chunk of job points. I've not done any of this in one sitting. It's fun. So we go out there and it is <laughs> carrot opens up on Ranger. We did it for a long time before. Like most of the party, like seventy percent of the party, they don't have a bard in it. We just use a couple trusts. Uh, Carrot opens up with um, Mythic Weapon Skill on Ranger. It's uh, the Light Weapon Skill. What's it True called? Flight. True Flight. Opens up with True Flight. Then Ruinator is using the Beastmaster. And then Wildfire is used. as I'm, That makes Distortion. I'm now bursting, uh, bursting from that with Water to then Wildfire makes Dark. I use Blizzard to not hit the Nuke Wall. And then uh, Farsha is used for Cloud Splitter for that big mm-hmm. bonus it provides. And that will take off alone between the dark skull chain at the end and everything like 30 percent of the crawler's health so now we get to do extra damage because the nuke damage and the weapon skill damage and everything's not doing enough damage you have to compensate in some manner farsha is doing between the weapon skill closing the extra dark skill chain 30 percent of the mom's health so farsha alone as a single wielding Crazy. beast with someone to teammate with like the farsha is just killing these moms it wasn't even dual wielding no single wielding he was using a he shield said farsha i was expecting him to be out on warrior that's interesting. Carrot Carrot runs up to say her. The beast was doing thirty percent of the mob. And no, it wasn't. Get wrecked by the beast. <laughs> either way, I guess he was on Warrior with Farsha too because he had a shield. So I guess that means Warrior. But either way, whether he was on, he did Beastmaster solo when he sent me a screenshot of him doing two step on uh, the Mandragoras and Sea Gates on his Beastmaster, and he was doing two shot killing him with Farsha as a, as a way. Just he was just killing him with Farsha in two shots. Which is great. And yes, Carrot, thank you for coming out. Your weapon... Yes, thank you. Your wildfires did plenty of damage. <laughs> it's appreciated. Comes out of her room to yell about the wildfire. <laughs> She's like, I helped too. 
I also did stuff. Provide? <laughs> wow. Yeah. You know, I probably should just make the Farsha. But the Farsha, <laughs> and so it was really, really good in CP as it would be. But I told him, so basing also does not like Ionic weapons to the, the point of like having a bunch of different ones. Like he wants to go make some and Table also has cat beads and Carrot has cat beads, da, 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 da. So they go make these things. Table needs uh, Marseilles for his bard that he's making to relieve Carrot from having to be barred constantly. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Dazing wants to make a, um, an Aeonic weapon, etc., etc. And it's like, if we go and do that, Farsha is the perfect weapon for fighting uh, Mr. Gloopy McGloopster, just a Zerd's Zerd. guy. Yeah, Zerd. Yeah. Uh, that's the perfect weapon to go kill him with. You just, you know, that and Laden Salute and stuff or Wildfire, just go chain with it. I mean, just... Anything, any combo would just completely destroy that guy. And the most effective job besides Corsair is a job of Farsha on that. That's the other effective job. So that is a very effective combo. And in general, just skill chaining on a mob in general with Farsha, as long as you're buffed, uh, Cloud Splitter is super powerful. It's interesting. Well, it yeah, usually I use uh, Aimer for, uh, for anything magic weapon skill related, but no, Farsha has got a lot of good mods for it. So it does make a lot of sense. It's the first time he brought it because usually he just brings a great axe and he does uh, steel cyclone to upheaval to king's justice to um, empyrean weapon skill and makes double light with that and we just do that but honestly it's so much better I was using death on the crawlers and stuff it was just much better to have double darkness and stuff going on but Farsha was absolutely darkness, yeah. taking off a third of the mob's health without geo without buffs just you know just just going at going to town on the mob. You know, these mobs have 200,000, about 210,000 HP. To have a Farsha take off a third of the mob's health and a skill chain combo with a weapon skill is, is a lot of damage. Yeah. Much yeah, better than I, Savage Blade. And it's funny, I keep going oh, back man. to Farsha and I keep wanting to make it. I've been making it for like almost two years now because um, I just keep making it. Then I'm like, eh, maybe I'll do this instead. And then I come back to it. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do this instead. And I think I owe it to my, to my Peace Master to actually just make that fucking weapon at this point. So I probably should just make it and then also level warrior because why not at that point? It's part of how good Beastmaster can be. Yeah, yeah. Like table, oh, for sure. table has made a Beastmaster out of how much we talked about in these these episodes and everything and how much I've been like, yeah, make a Beastmaster would be great. No one else has one. And and besides using uh, TP Drain Kiss on Mboza, as people all make one for, or some people even do that for Ngai because apparently you had to deny TP to Ngai so dangerous you can't just fight him and, and kill him pretty easily. But nonetheless, uh, Beastmaster can be super powerful in general, not just in these times three farms, but just as a main job in general. I am happy to have a Beastmaster come to Ngai or something. I mean, it doesn't do the blunt damage, unfortunately. But overall, the color instinct and the effect of the pet in general, on a fight where the, you can actually add the master's damage in there, uh, it just really is a complete job that doesn't get really explored full enough. So as much fun as driving a Black Mage, I you know, think Beastmaster is also on a similar plane. I forgot to give a uh, table a pointer after the last time that I went to your end guy and like he had some trouble dying <laughs> and when he was on beast, um, there's actually a way that you can uh, sick the pet if you time it properly so that you can issue the command while your pet's running up to the, uh, the mob you can actually issue the ready. Isn't it like the same time and, kind of macro? Uh, no, I, I actually just, just hit uh, macro right macro because I use a controller. It's two separate macros still, but if you time it, so that and it requires your pet being behind you when when you issue the the fight command, because by the time you you get done with the JA for the fight and you you've actually like 
done that animation on the screen, the pet's running by you. And if you immediately hit the, the macro for corrosive ooze, it'll start readying corrosive ooze as it's still running towards the mob and it keeps you out of range. You can issue it like 15 plus. And then all you got to do is hit heal and it'll come back to you. That's all you got to do. I, I forgot to tell him that. That'd be very helpful in general because <clears throat> I see a lot of Beastmasters that run out there and just let their pet get destroyed or die or don't do that effectively. And they just let the pet start swinging away and don't do the uh, the ready move nearly any time. Yeah, there, there, are, there, are DT sets, there are DT sets you can use, and I do like using them. Uh, but when it comes to doing it that way, I, I actually do it so that my pet stays alive because usually that means I'm like meleeing. Um, I do this during Kalunga all the time. Like I, I, I did it like all day um, yesterday. Uh, or not yesterday, but the last day we did Kalunga because maybe it was yesterday. But we, uh, but yeah, I, I issue it like that because uh, the slug gets gets eaten by like the weakness or fetters or something like that. So that way, I can I can keep it in the least amount possible while also not being a liability for AOE. And then once I bring it back and I stay my pet, then I run back and continue savage blading. So that's just kind of it, it's it's a it's a nice tip because I I always see people complaining about oh well with Beastmaster you got to be like right next to your pet to issue the commands and stuff. And that's correct, but your pet doesn't have to be next to the mob. And a lot of people don't fucking realize that. You can issue the pet from over 10 away as long as you're next to the pet when that happens. So it's just a matter of timing. You have to be like ships of the night without your, with your pet and how you're sick to fight. It's kind of like I've been on Puppet so. Master lately too for some of these fights. And it's really cool to see with Overdrive, it's, it's really necessary for some of these fights to even parse close. But to have Overdrive on and parse collectively close with the other one, uh, your automaton being the other one in this case. It's just really nice to be able to see the the better in sync you are with your puppet. Like when I'm doing this, I'm wearing a hybrid set of pet haste and master haste, along with Empaka and Hayaka cap and legs, and a back piece that's pet haste with master stats on it, and just going to town with the pet being able to fight and this and that to see myself parse above everyone else combined damage and to be able to enjoy the Java mom. Like the pet's taking damage, I had to use repair. I had to do different things. Uh, to be able to do maintain maneuvers and fight like a monk spamming weapon skills while I'm also paying attention to maneuvers and the pets doing damage. It's just really nice to be able to see uh, that kind of synergy work between a job itself and the party itself. And it's just nice to do that mm -hmm. on top of tinkering, of course, because I'll, sure. I'll change. Like when you go to V20 on something like Delande, even the magic damage from Delande and other mobs in general for V19 to V20 really just raises rapidly in terms of damage you take on a pet job or anything else we've seen this too with how we scaled up from v10 to v15 with your Beastmaster getting uprooted and in v10 it was fine v15 just one yeah. shots at every yeah. time yeah and the same thing happens for puppet where That's like awful. you had to start like changing attachments to have the magic defense bone attachment and stuff like that because you start taking a lot of aoe damage just incidental aoe damage not like targeted towards yourself or anything and it just starts doing a lot of damage. It like start changing tactic and strategy up. And it's just nice to be able to be in tune to like actually being paying attention to a fight and be like, oh, I'm taking damage. Let me let me change some of my tactics up here. I'm I'm gonna get more involved in in mitigating this stuff while I kick this thing in the face. And it's just it's just nice to be able to do that for once without being like heavily penalized or heavily rewarded. Just just to pay attention and just be like, oh, let, let me adjust. Yeah, I've actually considered sitting down and trying to write out like more more strats for for beast when it comes to these fights that people may not necessarily get right away because it is more than just a fancy geo in a lot of situations 
Uh, it just depends on how you plan on using the job. And sometimes it is just a fancy geo. Um, but uh, there, there's a lot of uh, there's Frank a lot of fights guy. in here where you can also. Uh, actually, one of the things that's surprisingly strong in is actually the Marmor Krebs fight. Huh. Um, we we kill a Marmor Krebs or? in like five. Oh no, no! Uh, we use uh, Swooping Zhivago, and oh, we right, actually kill Marmor from the from the move on, on the Tolfair. Yeah. We we kill Marmor Krebs in like five, maybe six skill chains. Wow! Wow! It just explodes. It, it absolutely explodes. Um, just the skill chain itself does like almost ten percent HP. And it's so <laughs> dumb how how adding a little bit of magic defense down to the equation of how this game works can make magic damage explode like that where you just take a beastmaster and make it part of it because you're also skill for those who are hearing that he's not just like taking a beast and applying killer instinct as the bird does which is nice which also helps the black mage i also nuke. do that yeah. yeah he's using the bird to apply magic defense down and to also be part of the skill chain sequence here open it. yeah to open the skill chain sequence for the group that has the black mage and everything bursting on this to absolutely destroy marmot krebs because marmot krebs is a fight you can time out on it's probably the most dangerous uh in terms of timing out on fight for a tier two besides gigalorum maybe for dps check yeah we we've killed marmor krebs in three minutes on v19 <laughs> it's it's absolutely gross and it really it just depends on when the our rune fencer puts rake on um then it gets absolutely disgusting but uh yeah we uh we bring a both a geo and a um and a beastmaster to it and the it's not uncommon for the first skill chain to put the mob at eighty one percent, which is, is so stupid. And then as long as we don't get Sforzo, like the fight just kind of ends afterwards. But yeah, the the skill chain is uh, swooping frenzy, uh, which is fusion, and then you close true flight on that, or probably one of the grossest lights you can do to a uh, Odyssey mob. It does an insane amount of damage. And then uh, you have your rune fencer closed. Does your ranger have a mythic weapon in this case? You're using true flight. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he is a mythic crossbow. So that's, that's helping the damage. But even without the mythic weapon okay. here, you would still be doing a lot of damage. You wouldn't be doing, he, you know, straight. Not you're not doing straight nines, but you wouldn't be doing nines compared to based you know. based on the skill chain damage that we've seen in, in a lot of the the Odyssey runs. I am surprised by how much damage that this is doing to this mob. It's absolutely gross. I know people listening would want a rough number, but I'm not going to ask you for one because I, not, I don't know the number. You're, yeah, you're not. I, I only know the percentages. I don't run the parse on that. Okay. Yeah, I only care that we, we kill like five skill chains. It's super funny, like five six. And that's a there. fight. Like like when I fight that uh, with a group, I, I I take what's available. I have scholar, black mage, rune, core, bard. Geo, as they, I just like, I'm just going off memory. I'm just listing. I'm I'm holding my fingers up as I do every job, and I'm like, oh, I, I hit six. <laughs> there you go. Well, the bard's kind of useful for um, providing Carol, providing Sherzo for the stupid move that kills the tank. I'm and sure the, it is. Yeah, and, and for haste <laughs> for the black mage because timers as a black mage are a thing. You can use tier six so many times in a minute, but having haste is very important because you're gonna. You're going to cast tier six, tier five, and, and John be still waiting on recast for the next skill chain sequence if you're using the same element over and over again as you would for Marmot Krebs. So, so we we entrust haste on the on the Black Mage, I believe, and then that's combined with Embrava for haste cap. Okay, that would do it then. So you yeah. don't you don't need we, the Bard. You just you know people. Take oh no, it you don't need a Bard at all. Yeah, but yeah. people can take the it. Ranger doesn't need it, 
and the Beastmaster can just call upon TP at any time. So like we don't need to actually increase that. And by the time all of the bursts and all of that skill chain happen, that's enough time for the Rune Fencer to be able to have enough TP for Dimidiation anyway. It's kind of like the on- Ongo concept where you may not have the best buffs as the tank, but you're still in the skill chain. And it's 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 still something that uh, that, that you can do, even though you don't have you don't always have like Samuel or Capace or anything like you can still do it because the, it's it's a long enough period of time that you want to keep these windows open anyway. Kind of how it works. But yeah, it's a uh, it's just kind of like a Marmor Krebs hack because I know that sometimes people have trouble with that because of Sundering Snip. Yeah, Sundering Snip can kill people, but if you kill it really fast, also it's and, not a problem. But and um, the fact that people can bring other jobs it, that aren't available commonly, the problem that we don't bring them or other people don't bring them is because people don't have a Beastmaster that's ready to go. Like if, if people had a Beastmaster they cared about and wanted to play that was ready to go, they would just take it because it, the way you describe it and the way it can be applied, especially Killer Instinct, which is very underrated, is, is a really great way to apply the job. And people talk about bringing like you know, ultimate DDs like warrior or something like that. In this case, Beastmaster is as good as anything else. My damage is ass. Well, my damage is so bad. Yeah, but it, you're applying. Zavago does like 800 damage, maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> but you're applying that, which is magic defense yeah. down, which would not be on otherwise. <laughs> and you're applying killer instinct. And those two things combined, the way magic attack works, magic defense bonus being um, lowered like that, the ratio that lowers that for for magic attack bonus in your gear, it's, how important. It's huge on Zavago. Yeah, yeah. It, it's huge with Killer Instinct. It's just absolutely is going to make your damage go insane. And no amount of buffs that you're using otherwise, aside from those, are going to have that effect. So it's a disproportionately large impact job you can apply to the situation, which will produce great results with the other supporting buffs in the picture. Because like if you just take a Beastmaster, it's not going to work this way. With the other supporting buffs in the picture... Uh, applied to it it is one of the top tier jobs you can take but because people don't gear the job up because it doesn't do like ridiculous savage boy damage with nailing over and over again no one has a beast in general ready to just go for these things so like you have it because you have fun with the job because it's good because make farsha for your cp parties uh, but <laughs> right. but you have it but i wish people had this job because when i yell for beastmaster no one responds to my yells unless it's like tp drain on emboza no one has a Beastmaster at all. Like, no one knows the job exists. It's me, and I realize I have an extra tag. <laughs> yeah. And we take Beastmaster all the time for Times 3 Farms because Pondering Peter's a real man, and I'm going to start making table use Pondering Ooh. Peter more because he's a real man. But just the slug in general for any fight you do is just so helpful for any Times 3 Farm whatsoever. Beastmaster and Summoner itself as well are the two essential pet jobs to bring in. To Like, Puppet Master is nice and all, but... Beast and Summoner are more essential than that that job for whole. And just bring it to any times three farm if you care about making Odyssey points. It is like the most two essential jobs to have. And no one has those jobs outside of like um, conduit burning and outside of TP drain gas. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you combine the thing I just talked about with the strategy of also um, using your ready move appropriately so that, so that by the time it, the bird reaches it, it uses it. Um, it cuts out. Oh, sorry, I bought my mic. Um, it, it cuts out a lot of the problem with your pet getting caught by Sundering Snip um, because that that can be an issue too. So, like if you're reducing the targets in range to only your Rune Fencer who's already prepared to take that damage, um, you don't end up with a lot of the problems that that, that mob causes a lot of parties because uh, Sundering Snip is kind of a big deal once you get a you know past V15. And even at V15, even at V15, it, it fucking just can kill you sometimes. It can still wreck you, yeah. 
you know, I'm glad that r slash Final Fantasy XI is almost reaching a thousand adventurers right now. I'm I'm really happy to be part of that. But but someone just posted a screenshot that I knew was gonna like these are gonna be like these are gonna be normal things. I just like have to ignore and just hey maybe you they're cool or whatnot. Mm. But someone posted the NPC from the Murmurs Coalition. He goes, "What armor is this guy wearing?" And I know they wouldn't know because you can't just like Google image or search that. But it just ducks plus one. They're wearing the uh, the anniversary coat with like some red eyes. The uh, the the Galka's wearing that uh, that oh. that tan dark brown uh, with the red. Yeah, that's the red Scooby Doo uh, neckerchief. Yeah, yeah. What would you call? What, what's it called? The dinner jacket. Carrot yells from the room. The dinner. Oh, ja- I thought it was the decennial coat because I use the decennial coat as fancy bard. Decennial coat. No, it's dinner jacket, she says, not the Seneca oh, coat. Oh, yeah. that, that's, that's it is the, the one I don't like. <laughs> it's the dinner yeah. jacket with the, the Fred, coats the Fred from Scooby-Doo ascot on with the red eyes. The, oh, jeez. Yeah. But that is that is the lock style. But people post this stuff, and I guess, you know, it's, I guess for coming from 14, you would care. But, I mean, I have some cool lock styles in this game. I, I would be kind of oh, interested. Oh, I absolutely to, care about lock styles. Lock yeah, styles are awesome. As a guy who fails to be Megumi, Megumi, uh, <laughs> I swear it looks much better on my screen than it does on Yeah, but on you're your an elven on everyone else's screen, so <laughs> as much as I just I, I have, you know, I, I just made R twenty five in Pocket Staff and I'm posted Megumi uh doing her explosion to the little tiny dog that hops away. <laughs> and I, I feel your pain, so Yeah. You can never live up you can never live up to the idols of Black Mage. I got to, you know, now that we're <laughs> on Black ideal. Mage now, I got we got to use Black Mage today and we're improving our SU4 monowall staves because those are cool. Yeah. Because as nice as it is, I got to finally use my Mpaka's V you know R25 staff today, and I'm happy to do that. And throughout nice deaths and comets and and water jaws to get TP with a cold acumen or whatever, and to use that staff, which is nice. Uh, there was some black mage testing that happened on our Discord that made its way to auctionhouse.com, which I was yeah. I was happy. Oh, with. I meant to. Yeah, yeah we didn't talk up. about this. It's so good. It is. I'm so excited for this because it's it's something to deal with the job that we've been investing in. Yeah. So thank you, uh, Prothiscar, for uh, testing this for us. And Martel. And Martel, yeah. It, uh, he went out and did, all, I think, all of the legwork for it. Started in our theory crafting channel of Discord. I mean, it's way to auction house. And I was, I was surprised that for once we were finally part of the community. <laughs> Mostly right. those guys, I guess. Uh, yeah. Were. It, it, was, uh, it was regarding testing the, uh, the enmity for Monowall. Um, and for the longest time, it was just static. You lose a static 160 every time you uh, take a hit. And it's actually affected by not only um, Dirge, but also Servente, as well as the enmity that you're wearing, too. So this which is huge, um, since Apparently. which wasn't known before. Yeah. So this is actually huge for Black Mages potentially being able to retain enmity while also having Mono Wall up. And for those that don't necessarily understand what Mono Hall really does, is that when you have the full 95% DT from having Mono Wall uh, fully maxed out and everything, um, to put it in perspective, uh, with the Phalanx set that I have on my Black Mage, I can take a hit for over 1600 damage and it would fully negate it to zero without taking any MP away. And this also compares to how people throw summoner pets or puppet pets Broken. or these pets at with 87.5% pet DT at stuff, and it takes minus 87.5. This is minus 95% damage 
with mana wall up. It is the most it is the most damage reduction that you can actually receive. In the but game. it's had a static um, amount of instead of like enemies typically have been calculated based on how much damage take for CE and, and VE is only based on time reduction. So VE is constant for every yes. character in the game. So basically CE was the only thing you were fighting over. And tanks want to wear extra mm-hmm. enmity gear and stuff like that because it reduces your CE bleed on top of various pieces of gear that might exist. There's only a couple, so on, so forth. But yeah, the same applies for Monowall itself, which has been static of a large amount instead of being based on the damage you take. But having more enmity gear reduces the enmity you lose with Monowall on, which is important for keeping it for various yep. things. And if you have Cervante, it gets crazy too, um, which it, as a separate thing reduces the enmity you lose when you lose enmity. Uh, cumulative enmities uh, specifically. So, it's like 35% Cervante without having JAS or something. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely goes higher and higher. Yeah, but, um, yeah. And the, the cool thing about that is that if you're like bleeding that static 180 or whatever, um, with the enmity gear that you can wear while also maintaining full five of five Naomi plus an archmage staff, we aren't even talking about the SU5, like these are archmage staffs. You don't need the SU5 um, because you're already capped on mono wall plus at that point. It's just extra DK exactly. and MP, which is a lot, exactly. of, a lot of gill for nothing. It's like, it's, you don't. Like six mil for the staff now versus like sixty, seventy, something, eighty, like a ridiculous amount of staff for the gill. Just for I paid for it. Yeah, but yeah. the, the SU five costs like uh, like tens of millions of gills several times over that for an unnecessary gain in this case. But you're going. You're basically you're ending up going from like a hundred and eighty MP or CE per hit. Uh, so you're bleeding that much cumulative enmity. You you can actually on black mage reduce that down to about sixty something. Um, which is huge because you don't have a lot of hate tools on that. So you're you're typically just going to be doing like off tanking action, and or you'd have to have like a real dedicated scenario, like how you can um, how you can like force puppets to tank. Um, you can do that sort of stuff, and it, it should be able to open up as long as there isn't like mass dispels, which is of course you know the, the bane of any tank. Um, Black mage would in this situation be specifically um, as long as you don't have mass dispels. And you have a Corsair that's able to reset you multiple times. There's there's no reason why you can't just stand in front of content as Black Mage and not care. They they just it just cannot hurt you. Which has a lot um, of impact, honestly, when it comes to V twenty, and especially when we were talking about this first when the the testing was discovered. I think you were running with us that night for an NM or something, mm-hmm. and you're talking about how this could apply to V twenty fives in the future for Black Mage using Monowall to tank them during that fight. Yeah, or just the ads. Yeah, yeah, the ads. Um, even if it's not the main boss, like, yeah, I meant the, the ad ads. is very important too. Uh, especially if you think about like the really annoying ones, like the um, the Mata Mata that comes out. Uh, um, that one is that one is terrible. So your bard was uh, kind of around for the whole flight. We thought you were going to lose. Yep, and it has the full dispel. And the cool thing about it is that if you were taking zero on your black mage because that's not able to hurt you, it is not gaining TP and therefore cannot full dispel you. So that's actually a situation where you have a full dispel that you're completely safe from. And, and what's great about Odyssey in this case is you're using one of the unique mechanics in the game against the game itself. So if you can work this into your own strategy or into future strategies, you're, I mean, whether it's also just using it against like any of the fights that throw ads at you, whether it's um, the Cataray fight where it's... Shaw? Shaw, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like Iranian. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, the Iranian chess game, Shaw. Whether you're fighting Shaw or something like that, Black Mage can use Mono Wall in a lot of situations. Whether it's just like farming divergence or getting random deal or whatever. You were even talking, Fox, about using, you want to try to incorporate Mono Wall like this into your Shoal C run with, with random deal yep. resets. 
yeah, you can actually, uh, the, the way that we farm it is, of course, like I've said before, um, we have a blue mage in a tank, and then we have four people killing mobs. And it's actually really efficient as long as everyone works together. Now, what I want to do is kill the tank completely from this equation. And you now have a much safer way of pulling because the black mage will never take damage from any pull in, in the situation. There is there is no one scenario where a mob is going to hit me for over 1600 damage in so, a single go. To illustrate as well how important monowall gear is, like the staff, the staff will have monowall plus with your cape, your, your JSE cape from Ambuscade on black mage. Those two pieces of monowall will cap you, the cape and staff, SU4 or SU5, SU5 is overcap because it caps mm -hmm. at 95% damage for Black Mage. Those two pieces alone, having the cape and no staff, and using Monowall and Divergence these past few times, using Empakas or Katvanga, I've taken a lot of MP to damage. Having that staff and throwing it on tonight, which is one of the most memorable parts, because now my staff just capped at 15, which now caps a Monowall. Throwing Monowall on for big pulls uh, tonight in Divergence when we were trying to, both Fox and I are ranking up our SU4s right now tonight. Uh, I was taking absolutely just no damage. Having the staff on was like, it's only a 15% bit, but it's like night and day. Having no Phalanx on because I'm sub-white mage to use uh, Cataclysm Out of stuff. nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere, when I was doing this, like, Queen came on, and then fucking Sean Connery, like, rose up from the dead to inform me that I was Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. And, yeah, you're just completely immortal. What you're going <laughs> like to be the, doing is throwing on, yeah, he, throwing on Monowall and yeah, running he, at the moms, because welcome, was, welcome no, to the Monowall. He was somehow a Scottish Spaniard. It was crazy, but... But the moral of the story is that yeah, you can you can just simply continue to, to cataclysm and not care because Oh yeah. I was just losing no I was losing no MP game. this time. Yeah, like I but was losing tons of MP before about the staff on with the staff on, which is also great because it's at a large chunk of DT for the job, which is great. You can throw that on and just just take no damage from anything. So you can apply this to things. It's not just it's not just really like niche. You can apply this to anything you want to. So the basically the theory with Shul C is that it shouldn't take you longer than five minutes to execute any particular pull on Chelsea. And Correct. on every single floor with a Corsair there, you have the ability to have a reset on every floor. So floor one, you get it for free, right? Because you came in the zone with it. You zone it to floor two. They use random deal. And if you're smart about how you're using your J's on Black Mage, you can force the random deal to target that. Floor three, they use wildcard. You want to probably use it by then anyway because the bard's going to need that reset. And then floor four, they use random deal again. You can pull every floor on Black Mage. And in our situation, it's perfect because it should never take me longer than five minutes your, to pull a floor or a Blue Mage to Doom. Your biggest enemy is, is lag at that point because you have so many mobs hitting you that don't matter that you're just going to be like, oh, there's so many mobs, I'm lagging. Yep. yep. And uh, it's just a matter of whether or not the Blue Mage can crowd control them. And that's, uh, that's another thing where you just communicate with the team. Like if you have a team of mobs that the Blue Mage actually can't crowd control, but they are doomable, but you have more targets than you can have hate on or and or sleep or whatever, you can just have your melee group just get aimed at that real quick while you continue your pull elsewhere. You'll have to stop and the black mage too so the black so the blue mage can claim or the other people can claim sleep and stuff because you're going to have more mobs you can sleep at once. You're going to have to like target one half of the group and the other half of the group and sleep. Well, the black mage can also do that though. Yeah, they can. That's right. In well, this situation, and that's the beauty of the staff over the feet because the staff has high, high magic accuracy the cape you're going to be wearing anyway, and between those two pieces, you're capping that extra amount of the monowall's cap. So you can actually cast in basically anything in this situation. 
and still be able to sleep everything. You're, you're basically self-contained in that, in that situation. And like it's, you the, can cr- it's the beauty too, of the SU four five weapons and three, I guess, cause that's kind of a thing. Uh, <laughs> SU three. We had someone try to come today as well with the Corsair NQ neck uh, to join our group. Their, their tag wasn't ready, so they couldn't come. But it's just like, why are you making the NQ? I mean, the plus one only costs a few million, and the, and the NQ costs like a million. So why are, why are you bothering? I'm just make a, make a plus one. Yeah, like the plus two is like tens of millions. and like the I stand by the plus ones. They're the plus fantastic. ones plus ones are the perfect medium price there. Like Unless it's a very unique. I think on Black Mage, I would argue the plus two because the amount of MB1 you need on that neck to synergize other sets is very important, even though it's not a Black Mage episode, but it's, it's <laughs> always been a Black Mage episode, of course. But There's just too much to talk about for Black Mage. <laughs> it's perfect because other jobs, like Runefencer gets like a bullshit regen. Uh, White Mage gets this this bullshit. If you use Misery, you can erase more element, which is cool. It's it's like, that's nice. White Mage can do that. It's, it's nice to augment yeah. the job that way. But Blue Mage gets Chain Affinity recast and Burst Affinity, like, like garbage. And other jobs like Dragoon just gets garbage. It's Wyvern nonsense. So like most jobs don't get anything from the SU4. Uh, Path C for core is important, stuff like that. There's a few exceptions that everyone talks about, Corsair's weapon especially. But SU4 for Black Mage and SU5 are like this perfect job augmenting ability where Path C lets you just do ridiculous, stupid things. Like you just run out to anything. As long as Monowall is on for five minutes, you do not care what is hitting you. And it's just perfect. Yeah. You lose some damage, but let me tell you, um, I actually didn't swap out of my Archmage staff the entire time I was augmenting it today, and it did not stop me from hitting 60k magic bursts on non-death, and then also cap damage on death. Oh, it's got a lot of it good is, stats on it, too, especially because it's extra MP for death. Yeah, I mean, most of the time you just need magic act, and it's we like, didn't have a GM. <laughs> SU4 is like an extra 150 MP on the staff, 150 HP and like an extra 50 MP before augment of like 30-something MP itself. So like you have almost, you have 150 HP and like 100 extra 100 MP on the staff. It's just a good a good item yeah, the, in general with tons of magic accuracy. And, and to like put context around those numbers too, the only thing that was buffing my damage was your Vito Huner. Or I'm sorry, not even Vito Huner, your Shatter Soul was the only thing buffing my damage in the entire run. Because we were getting TP-based rolls. We were getting Knight's Men to defend us, plus March. We, we were getting nothing MAB offensively, except for what we were providing through like Burn or when I cast Impact, um, or when you use Shatterzel. And we were still hitting these numbers on Black Mage. Well, that's the and glory, too, of using uh, with an Kat Vanga and stuff. <laughs> like, Carrot was asking me, should I make Kat Vanga? I have all these points. I don't know if I should make it. I'm like, Kat if you Vanga. don't... If you don't know if you should make the staff, she's like, well, what I even use the staff for? I don't know why I want the staff or what I bother with the staff. And it's like, if you don't know what you're making the staff for, I told her not to make the staff at all because if you haven't thought about the job, why are you making the staff? Don't even make it. Like I said, I like the staff a lot. I love the staff. I use it, but I wouldn't tell someone just to make it. They haven't thought about it. And the glory here is that you, as long as you have Sam's roll on, you don't need Kavanga. Kavanga is great with no Sam's roll. There's going to be plenty of situations where it applies to if so the, i guess the difference is is um and in my opinion if you are cleaving Katvanga is the most powerful highest damage staff in the game um with my occult acumen set and when i have sam roll while i'm using Katvanga, i can hit almost 2200 tp on a single thunder six which means if i like take a random hit from a mob or maybe i already started with tp or whatever i'm closing with my moonshade earring a 3k cataclysm 
uh, which is absolutely insane, especially if you have a geo. Like you'll hit numbers upwards of 60k AoE when you're doing this. And there is hardly anything in the game that does that much damage in relevant content like Dynady. Um, so it's definitely something to think about. And that's where I, why I put that Omen weapon. Too. I mean, yeah, I guess you could do Omen too, but Omen's well, going for to new players it. too. Cataclysm is going to be nice for Omen. Just even yeah. for new players, it'd be like super geared to do a good AOE damage with uh, Cataclysm. True. It's true. Um, but it, it, in my opinion, though, like, I, I think it's probably probably the best staff in the game. Um, Gatvanga is really dumb. It does everything you need it to do. And yeah, there will be people who argue, well, you're on Black Mage, you're here to do damage. Yeah, it does less elemental damage, but it still retains enough magic accuracy to be perfectly fine. And not even at R15. And the benefit that you gain off of being able to use a cult acumen and all of the utility from your TP, as well as having the uh, the extra store TP and TP bonus, it's just, or not TP bonus, uh, not store TP, I mean, just the extra TP bonus, like what that does to your Merkers when you're in, in need of it. It's, it's just an incredible, incredible tool that I think was majorly overlooked by everyone forever. <laughs> like nobody uses it and it's amazing. And I don't, I don't regret a single second of making it. When I made it originally, I made it as a meme because I basically had every Aeonic anyway. Um, it was like one of the last ones I made. And honestly, it's probably one of the ones that has done the most damage for me out of all of them. So that's just my, my take and my experience on it. It's, it's absolutely incredible. You know, I think that Black Mage episode, Fox, is to come up, like, really soon. Like, I want to go take Black Mage and make a video for Omen and stuff to be for all those new players that look at some random stuff, like players talking about how you can use Sigil and uh, and, and Odyssey <laughs> right. and stuff and just being really uh, dead-eyed and dead-eyed no, and, don't. and dead-toned. Um, <laughs> it's not even worth the nod. Uh, not even worth the joke. I just did it. Um, so I want to make that Black Mage episode soon, but I also want to make those videos because when, like my stupid video of me not even having enough accuracy on blue like a year and a half, two years ago, like people watch that, like an X proportion of the amount, like people watch it and go and they subscribe to me because of it. It's like, oh, this guy went and did Omen. I'm going to subscribe to him. I'm not going to watch this. It's like they get excited about these basic things. It's like Black Mage can do what I'm doing on blue. It's just a, an inverse of what I'm doing. So yeah, Blue can stand against the mob and have all these buffs and stuff and do Savage Blade or Skill Chain and just kill the mob and do 30k weapon skills or something. But but Black Mage can self-skill chain magic burst or have Trust Assisted to do that like damage itself. Like Trust can't assist a DD do anything. Trust can assist a Black Mage to do more damage to basic content. And like maximizing Trust in that job is more important, which makes it more of a uh, category to study and, and excel in. But like, there's no difference between cataclysming ads on Black Mage, especially with fucking Monowall on, and just running. <laughs> right. you know, like, the, the it's only so stupid. it's really stupid. But the only difference is is the cataray boss at the end. So the only difference comes down to can a Black Mage or a Blue Mage or any other job that's soloing a fucking samurai ninja whatever can it do a better job against the cataray at the end than any other job? Because when it comes down to it, a Blue Mage or a Black Mage will just cleave everything with just wanton disregard. Yeah, true. Yeah, I, <laughs> but we got to do that. It, it's, it's, definitely, it, it, it's just the job that surprised me the most out of all the jobs I play. And I've always played like the niche jobs that like people hate on. Like I played Beastmaster before it was cool. I played Monk before it was cool. 
and that was Fucking like before hipster. the internet and all that shit. Yeah, and like I'm not trying to be a hipster. It's just like I'm 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 glad I gave a nod to these jobs that people thought were completely useless, and then they turn out to just be absolute diamonds in the rough. And all people had to do is just look at it and give them a chance. So I mean, people should just continue to brew, continue to get cool ideas about stuff, and try to uh, you know think outside the box and bring things to relevant content because it not only like sh- you know shakes up how you play, like it makes things less boring. It can also just provide ridiculous outcomes that you were not expecting. Like I did not expect Black Mage to be the powerhouse that it actually is, but it is. I was really happy too, because without you talking about Black Mage and doing stuff recently, I don't know. You got me into it, honestly. Uh, There's like, this is the one job I can remember someone getting me, like someone else getting me into. And you really got me into this. And once I was into it, I was even more in deep than you are. Like, oh man, I want to be all the Black Mage I can be. This is so fun. This is great. But it wasn't until you were talking about it recently that I'm like, you know, I, I could look at that. I don't even know how exactly I got into it. It wasn't for Ongo. I wasn't leveling it for anything particularly. It was just you You and I taught a podcast. And I'm like, you know, I used to really enjoy Black Mage at 75. It was really great. It was fun. I did some unique stuff. Back in the day, Like no one cared about Sub Ninja on Black Mage at 75 and, and the ways it could be applied. And it was actually a really unique job compared to the other jobs you have that are very linear, like a warrior or a samurai or stuff. It's not a linear job you can apply to stuff. And you just mm-hmm. go to town and just that the way that it used to be at 75 translates directly into 99. So as much as we expect certain things in this game, like everyone says, oh, the nuke wall has to be removed in order to have any damage on Black Mage. Blah, blah. As much as that's potentially true from a DPS standpoint, it doesn't reflect how the job is fun or unique or it can be applied completely eccentrically to content in a way that people don't consider meta blah, 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 and nonsense like that. And I've had a great time with it ever since. And it's just been really fun to do that. So, yeah, I think my my ultimate goal would be to try to apply that Marmor Crib strategy that I, I, I mentioned with Beastmaster, except we'll remove the Rune Fencer completely and tank it on Black Mage. Uh, you can't rake's too powerful. Uh, Gambit's nice, too. You just like rake and Gambit are like Gamb- rake. Not especially. according to the true flights people pump out. <laughs> it's uh it does quite a bit on its own. Okay, maybe for Marmacris, but not for Ongo. Ongo's rake. No, is definitely not for Ongo. Yeah, Ongo okay. will dispel you, and that's the problem. That like that that's actually the Achilles heel of what we're talking about. Well, not, so, not yeah, even the spell. I'm saying like, Ongo being at thirty percent um, STT or resistance value, whatever you want to call it. Uh, oh yeah, you need rake. Yeah, you need rake. I don't know what Marmacris well, is at. I mean, it's probably not the same value. You can just you can just style on Ongo, and you can just have the Rune Fencer there to apply rake, and then tank the Tolfair. <laughs> and completely completely have like the most awesome ongo run ever <laughs> where the black mage tanks it i think that would be hilarious but it's it's kind of whatever like th- those are things that are probably not realistic for those who are who can't tell that i'm joking but who knows you know try it and maybe prove me wrong that'd be awesome i'd love to i'd love to hear about that I'm logging back into the game now to get my key item for my stupid static. Now I forgot to get my. Uh, oh, you fucked up! My, I'm all. I'm not too late, so I'm just close enough. Uh, okay, yeah, I got mine earlier today. That way, you can run our times too far, and I can have more than zero points. But yeah, that day's coming. Once I uh, once I cap this staff, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull for Scholzi, and I should be able to get ML thirty that way, like really quickly. You know, for as dumb as staff is for how weak it is, I mean, retribution's nice with the extra attack bonus and stuff, but overall, staff's pretty weak. Yeah, it is. <laughs> as as 
stupid as it is, Cataclysm is probably one of the coolest weapon skills. Um, also, uh, Earth Crusher can do a surprising amount of damage too. It just doesn't hold a it's candle. It's not as much as Cataclysm, but it is nice. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can get like Earth Day, Earth Weather, that sort of thing, um, you can use Earth Pressure and it can do quite a bit. Um, especially if you use the Quanper Necklace, uh, is you know treat it like a mini leaden salute. I, I guess. should. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it can be pretty good. It's just in in Dyna, it's not worth trying because you instantly have double dark weather. And then occasionally you'll have the day two that'll line up correctly. There's so been a debate between category. we've been doing Ongo now. There's been a debate between. Uh, between using Quamper Necklace and uh, having to use like a club and shield for Black Mage versus using not Quamper Necklace with the magic attack bonus, one, magic burst bonus one of the JSC Nick with a staff to be able to use uh, Merker and not have to ever worry about like MP. Yeah. So I still side with Quamper Necklace because it's the best damage, but I mean. I- <laughs> It, I, I, I don't think it, it, it really matters. <laughs> it doesn't really matter because we still beat it, honestly. And I think that's, yeah. that's also the thing that's missed with Ongo is, is I mean, it's I, technique. It's not gear. Like your technique with your party has to be proper, not your like your black mage just has to be okay. You correct. have to meet the magic act. And, you know, as long as everyone else is fine, you're fine. Like. It's it's a technical fight. It's not a brute force. I never made the post on the BG talk page as I should have for how our you know we had a seven minutes left on go plus it was ridiculous. It was you know we destroyed <laughs> the fucking thing. I never just I never great. posted the actual strategy of how to do that. And it, honestly, it was always in the discussion that happened on the R slash Final Fantasy Eleven afterwards about using what gear did you use it or And it was always the conversation about. They're like, oh, you must have used, I talked about this in a previous podcast, you must use like Agwu's R20 plus, da 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 da. It's like, no, you didn't have any of that. He used like AF uh, plus three hands and uh, Ia head and body, da da da. Like, they got, like, those are the two expensive pieces of the body and head. Everything else is just like normal Black Mage gear. And it was just the circumstances of which you applied Black Mage to the content. Uh, you know, because apparently when people don't use Black Mage, this is the hardest content in the game to shift to a new dynamic people don't actually uh, balance around or think about. Uh, the the circumstances which you apply to the job, especially rake, of course, and how the timers are reset, using your random deals, uh, focusing and, and not being a, a putz or something like that, whatever fucking, yeah. you know, scungeo mongol you are. Uh, you know, those are the most important things, not the black mage itself. Like, if the black mage has, like, good fast cast gear, as it, as it should, I, I guess, uh, and just a decent set in general, it's just hard to lose if you do everything else right yeah as long as everyone's doing stuff right like it's that's the technical part i've actually wanted to try bringing a beastmaster to that fight and doing the exact same thing on marmor krebs but setting up a slightly different skill chain um where the, the the point is is that you would use run wild because it gives you a lot of people don't know it gives you the 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 25 um 25 uh, magic accuracy or whatever um, using that with full magic gag, uh, you might actually be able to land um, uh, Swooping Frenzy's magic defense down, which is minus 25 MDV, which is huge. Um, that can also open for Leaden Salute to close gravitation. So the um, problem there, too, is like Rune Fence is required for rake and tanking, and Corsair is required because it's a fucking Corsair. And yeah. those two jobs will skill change. So to, to throw a Beastmaster in there is to remove a different job you already have. And so it would be like a Geo or a Bard, yeah. Yeah, you can't lose a Geo for a Beast. So I'm wondering if you could replace the Bard with the Beast, though. 
Well, on V twenty plus, you have to tank the ad on the on the beast, and you cannot do that. You know, like do you like uh, play guitar well, hero for the the, the ad? And and you know, kind of kind of bear with me on this one, but let's say your black mage is dropping all the negative enmity that they have and all that stuff. Like they they actually want to be on the hate list, and you just use mono wall to tank the bird. You know, that would change everything, honestly, and that would make right. it very viable. And because, like, when we use V nineteen and guy or V nineteen Ango, like having a beast in that fight is very optimal. Uh, especially for Engai, I have not taken the beast mess yet because apparently Fluffy Brito is not available in the auction house, and oh, I can't take it because <laughs> I can't buy it. To the, that's just come up before. It's like I'm like, can you, you use Fluffy Brito? I was like, I was not in the auction house. Wait, you you have cooking and synergy. I think I have the materials to make Brito. I will make a million goddamn Britos for the whole server. Anyone that needs it, I will make them over and over again. Just you know, ask I guess. But yeah, let's get some Beastmaster pets out there and just do cool stuff. <laughs> I made yeah. some food today on my mule. I just logged in and just, I have to, I don't want to ruin it, but just buying a couple items off the auction house for 1k and making some top tier end game defense food for like 2k gill for something that would cost me, you know, 100k or, or 50 or 60k. It's just kind of nice to log on and just make some food real quick and send it over. So cooking is very, it's not a money maker, honestly. Because, I wish it was my crap. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's honestly out of making alchemy and leather craft and cloth craft and cooking those are my four crafts and we're not talking about crafts in this podcast before obviously it's a, that's a new mm. frontier but cooking is yeah, the we one talked about it before. well kind of cooking is the one that i used the most out of everything it's the most useful yeah. most relevant to the game even though it's not like 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 i just give me a bunch of materials i'll make like unlimited gill fountain or something you're not gonna make tons of money off cooking no but you're gonna you're gonna have stuff available for like niche situations where you wouldn't normally have it because it's not made on the auction house. I have papoto um, con queso. I have That's cheesy potato. I have green curry buns. I have black curry buns. I have miso ramen. I have uh, fried papotos for throwaway defense food. I have like a million goddamn things on my character. Yeah. The, and, and honestly, honestly, using uh, the fried pocket trace egg, not bad because it's a good amount of attack plus plus uh, subtle blow for a character. So subtle blow when you're using like embo strats or something is nice. Yeah, I don't know, though. Um, like when it comes to like, I'm already trying to think of the V25 stuff because we're going to need to approach that. There might that. be a second pet at this point, honestly, but I doubt they'll do that because they don't want to be like too controversial, I guess. The the jump between V15 or V19 and V20 um, was pretty game-changing when it came to, to jail so i can only imagine like these fights getting harder even though we have more powerful equipment you know higher master levels i don't think that we're going to be proportionately prepared for how difficult it will be so like brainstorming these strats now so we can start refining them is probably a good idea so that we can you know be ahead of the game because otherwise we may not have ways of dealing with this shit that's all there is to it like we'll have to like learn it on the fly, and it'll be this pain point, and everyone will be frustrated, and you know, just head you know, it off, and you're free. Try to think about it. Is honestly as much as like everyone complains about like, oh, how did you beat this? So in in the black man strategy for Ongo, we have people send start sending tells in game on a Sura to me, like, oh, <laughs> can I have your Lua? And I start getting oh, tells on the on like like comments on the videos. What gear is Black Mage wearing? And just like like. Besides the point that it's just is the situation which implies the black mage is more important, like hi Whitey walking across the come here. Come here. Get off the laptop. Come on, come on. Go, go. Um, this situation which implies the black mage is the most important situation. 
Uh, you got like start getting these comments from like just random people like, what did you do? How did you do it? When did you do it? What did the guy wear? How did you do it? Like, it's just like ridiculous comments just left and right. Video, right? Yeah. And in the video <laughs> like, about fucking Ongo, it's like, it's to show if I have seven minutes left in a fucking V20 Ongo, and like, we didn't rehearse that. We just went in and fought it, and then we just, oh, there's there's a time left. Like, we, we fucking crushed the thing. We were in sync. We were back streets back, all right. And we just went to town and did it and that's how those fights work every time you go and fight one of those v like everyone wants to buy them and stuff but if you just go and fight them and play with your group and then lose as you're going to do we lost so many v20s you just lose it you go back in and then somehow magically your group becomes better at this like you lost once but like you do the same thing again yeah it's like it's like (laughs) practicing it's like riding a bike and it's like wow I fucking fell off the bike and fit my hit my face on the curb or something like, oh man, I'm never gonna run a bike again. It's like, no, you get back in the bike and you go and fight the content. And hey, look, I got what I wanted like that. And no one else is gonna give me what the fuck I want. So I went and fucking did it. And that's how you do it. Yeah. I mean, even if there is like some sort of magic group out there that decided that, that we're able to one for one all of the V20s without any other like setup or anything. I would love to see it right like ev- everyone failed at it it's okay just learn and you it know, takes figure advanced out information to know that like you have to have like a, a proper setup with everyone doing proper things at the right time even when you like like when you win it's not hard but you have to lose first to get to that point like the gosd is the right bubbles the right refreshes the core sd is right like there's a lot and, of things going on that make that actually be as simple as it looks and I'm not talking about like one person not being the person who was part of that fight. Like I'm talking about like the entire team had no idea going in what was happening or how to handle it. Like you just don't one for one this stuff. Like it, it, you're going to fail. Many, many excellent groups failed multiple times. And it's just about being okay with that and getting better. That's it. Pretty simple. Otherwise, I think we covered everything, frankly. This has been a lot, yeah, longer, a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, man, I bet the uh, the sun's starting to rise near you. <laughs> I don't know, all the, all the uh, curtains are drawn, I don't look outside. It'll be depressing when you do, man, don't worry about I it. I open when I wake up, I just, you know. <laughs> Which will be in like an hour, right? <laughs> I don't know, let's see. We did our uh, Dynamis today, so I don't have to worry about doing an event tomorrow. And I can just wake up whenever I want and do whatever I want. And I, I burned all my Omen key items today to get my god hands to rank 11 on my pup. Because using Howling Fist is powerful, so make your God Hands powerful. So just have King Koken R15, make your God Hands also R15. And uh, various right. things of that nature. Not to buy them, you can just farm them over time. You're just if you're going to be alive that long, might as well fucking not pay for it. Just play the game. Who cares? Right. Yeah. I guess I'll start working on Like, there's been, there's been no here. scenario. Yeah, program. I get to make a Hervelgum gear myself because it's, you know, for those, we have to do a Black Witch episode, as I've said, five million fucking yeah. times lately, but it's a fast kiss uh, plus 50% and MP plus like 300 something. It's ridiculous because MP is the driving damage for a death. And uh, having fast cast in your mid cast is, is amazing for recasting death in half the time. But outside of that staff, just making anything in general is not hard to go and get the stupid points for in diversions and everyone just like like rushes to the end game here like i have to have like god hands r15 and and nagling r15 and everything r15 it's like there's been no situation i've ever been in like having an r0 hovergamir which i don't have which would not 
typically matter for stuff or having a r2 god hands would really ever change the fight because like the strategy and everyone working together is so much more important as i've said a goddamn million times here but there's like every time i upgrade my my god hands i'm like well i hope this fucking makes a difference because generally it's never been a problem before you should. and you should but i mean i've been there or you you've had me go monk to your end guy fights um i i just chunk end guy <laughs> on monk and my god hands are r1 Really? My god hands are higher than your god hands if we're fighting that fight. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have R1 god hands. And it does not stop you from hitting it for hitting things for ridiculous sons of damage. Like, you should still rank them up, but people need to stop prioritizing getting fucking R15 weapons and instead build your character properly. There would be no difference in the Corsair we had today, who can only do 25 to 30% of the mob's health in wave one or two uh, with a R0 formalot versus an R15 formalot. In fact, I am not fighting. Yeah. In fact, having the R15 form a lot would have been more embarrassing. Probably, yeah. And I'm not providing these examples to be like, oh, well, I'm fucking awesome. I'm, I'm just saying, like, lead a scum. This, this is direct experience saying that you're fucking doing it wrong. Fucking Sesame Street asshole. Yeah. Please build a character that functions properly, and then go get your R15 to make it even better. Like that. That's all there is to it. I don't own a single R15 weapon. So it's cool to figure everything out as a group and everything. And it's nice when like we have table there and stuff like he just comes in like the the guy off the street and he's part of the group. He's been as much as anyone else has been. But he comes like like the guy off the street like, oh, how are we going to win this one, guys? Because we just got our ass kicked. I don't know how we're going to win this now. Like I, I, I can change my sets around and stuff, but how are we going to win this? And just to be able to pull together with your group and just to fight stuff in this game is like. I don't know what the 20th anniversary could possibly deliver to us that that will give us more uh, intrigue and excitement than trying to figure out how to fucking work with your fellow man. Omen divergence. <laughs> Omen divergence. <laughs> fucking OD. <laughs> I tried I to get it. my my regal cuffs plus one from OD. 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 And it just it just wouldn't drop. I hope that I can buy them from someone burning their orbs from fucking Amantro. Oh, gross. Assuming they update Amantro for OD. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> OD. Okay, I think we're done. We're done, yeah. Alright, uh, later guys. Thank you, Fox. Yeah, man. Happens to the best of them. <laughs> if one synchronized swimmer drowns, do the rest have to drown too? <laughs> Really? That's a good question. That's a good question. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I mean, really. I mean, if a pig loses its voice, is it disgruntled? <laughs> what? No, <laughs> When cheese gets its picture taken, what does it say? Does it say cheese? <laughs> Who's taking pictures of cheese? <laughs>